0: No, I got two <laughs>
1: Of the night! Welcome to Talking Taker, episode 204 of our encyclopedic exploration to give the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time, Scooby Dick. Oh, <laughs> excuse me, the Undertaker! <laughs> the
0: Undertaker! <laughs> Undertaker. <laughs>
1: My name is Alex Torio, and I can't believe I am welcoming you to this episode of Dead Man Talking. Thank you for joining us. I am joined, as always, by my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy, my fellow creature of the night. He is the co-pilot on this mystery machine. He is the, uh, the, the Scooby to my Shaggy, and the, the Velma to my Daphne. He is Mr. Travis White. Oh. Travis, <laughs> I cannot believe it's taken us 204 episodes to get to scooby-doo and the curse (laughs) of the speed demon starring our man the 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 world's number one puppetry fan the undertaker
2: (laughs) oh i can't believe we're here i didn't even know this was gonna be a thing when we started this podcast so we're here we're here we're ready and uh yeah man it happened
1: (laughs) we Uh, are so ready
2: yes and I'm have you seen the the one before this, the mystery mountain or WrestleMania mountain or whatever it's called? I
1: have not. No, okay, we, we went neither. into this one blind. Yeah. yeah,
2: we went into this. This is apparently the sequel, sequel to it, so we need to go back and do the Star Wars thing and do no, I but Taker's not in that one, so he's
1: not in that one. Yeah. No, he's in some other WWE animated films, uh, and we can talk about that uh, later on. But yes, folks, we are actually I can't believe it's true. We are reviewing The Undertaker appearing in the WWE. Scooby-Doo animated feature. Uh, it's available streaming now on HBO max for the time being, you know, you never know these days with HBO max, you know, yeah. what's going to be there today might not be there tomorrow, but we caught yeah. it while it was still on there.
2: And now they push back Aquaman and Shazam too. Warner Bros. has anyway, uh, you know what's funny? Everybody was like clamoring. I think about twelve million people watched House of Dragon or something the other day. I couldn't care less about that. Well, I was watching Scooby Doo.
1: <laughs> I literally thought that too. you I watched
2: it that night. Probably we are
1: probably the only two people in the world that are watching this instead of get the Game of Thrones prequel. Like yeah. I, I actually thought that as we were watching. Yeah,
2: it. never uh, seen an episode of Game of Thrones.
1: But we are, I mean, it it, it heavily features the Undertaker. I mean, he is the co-lead along with the mystery gang in this movie. He's not just a side character. Like, there there are some great side characters from the WWE universe that are in this, and we're going to talk about all of them, but it heavily features him uh, in in a starring role on there alongside, you know, uh, Mr. McMahon, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, Los Matadors um, uh, El Torito, El Torito, The Miz, Rusev, Lana, Paige, and Sheamus in his swan song, and it is posthumous performance. The legendary Dusty Rhodes. I mean, it's. It's off the rails, man. I, I can't crazy. wait to talk about this. Yeah, so uh, It's crazy. We're going to go in-depth on that. We're going to review it, uh, whether you've seen it or not, and, and I do recommend you checking it out. Uh, it is a very fun, uh, easy watch here. Uh, but that's not all, man. We kind of got a double main event, because as we talked about on last month's show, and uh, as you may have already seen on our YouTube channel with our vlog from the weekend, you and I, Travis, got to spend an incredible time in Nashville at the end of July, so so, uh, two months ago, now that this episode's coming out, uh, this is our September episode but uh, end of July, we, we got to spend SummerSlam weekend in Nashville and got to uh, I got to attend the One Dead Man show the very first edition of that so of course we got to give you the full recap and the full scoop on both of those events as well, lots and lots for us to talk about, lots of fun stuff
2: Oh yeah, I mean we had so much fun, so many stories to tell I brought some buddies with me, so yeah we got lots of stories to tell about that weekend and we'll I guess we'll get into that first before we head into the main attraction which is I can't believe it but (laughs) Scooby-Doo
1: This podcast has taken us to some uh, wild <laughs> places, man.
2: But I'm very much looking forward to today.
1: <laughs> well, let's let's throw it back, man. Let's throw it back uh, to July uh, of of this year. Let's take the time traveling hearse. You know, kind of like we're, we're taking it is last uh,
2: weekend in July. It's almost August. Yeah,
1: yeah. But uh, we'll jump in the Muscle Moto X uh, and and hop in our time traveling hearse back to July. Um, it took place. Uh, SummerSlam was the 30th.
2: Right, mm-hmm.
1: and uh, the One Dead Man Show was on the 29th. So, uh, you want to start with that because that was yeah. chronologically first. So, yeah. yeah, go ahead. I mean, uh, this this Undertaker One Dead Man Show took place there uh, in Nashville uh, the night before SummerSlam, and uh, unfortunately, uh, you were not able to attend, but uh, I was able to snag a ticket. Uh, actually, I only got it a few days beforehand, and I was pretty surprised they were going for a hundred dollars. Retail, but I actually got mine on the secondary market for forty five bucks for the general admission. So I I was kind of thinking the crowd would be a little sparse uh, for this, but it was not. Yeah, you (laughs) said it was a
2: line. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh! So uh, I I got out the door driving to Nashville a little later than I wanted to on uh, Friday, and I was hoping to get there kind of early to make sure I got. Sort of because you got to the like stage, general so wanna, admission, got general admission, right?
2: So you didn't have you had to just get there and get a spot. Yeah, yeah. and there, there's All like right.
1: f- five rows, maybe of VIP. Yeah, uh, and and there, there was a meet and greet with Taker before the show. Uh, what, what you got? What you got with the VIP? I didn't have that. I had general admission, right? And, and just looking, you know, at the um, the layout of the room online, you couldn't quite, quite tell how big it was. Um, I'd say there was. I'm bad at guesstimating, but. It, I mean, at least five hundred people there. I think. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't. There wasn't a thousand. uh, So somewhere, you know, around that range. It was kind of hard to tell in there. But it was at this place called the the Wild Horse Saloon in downtown Nashville. Been there. Oh, you have.
2: Yeah, I've been to Wild Horse Saloon before. okay, okay. So, yeah, they have bands playing there all the time. We live in Nashville. We would go there and eat and saw some people play and stuff. So. that's kind of yeah. a cool
1: place. And, yeah, it's a neat place. Uh, they used it all through the weekend, WWE did. They did mm-hmm. the um, tryouts NXT there. tryouts there. So, yeah, they kind of took it over for the whole weekend. Um, and, yeah, man, I got downtown uh, probably – I got to the venue kind of right when doors were opening. And I mean, line was wrapped for a few blocks down, down till na- down, downtown Nashville. And I was a little, a uh, little nervous, a little scared oh, uh, yeah. about, about, you know, uh, my situation. But eventually, it really didn't take too long to get through the line. I talked with a few other Taker fans in there. um, And we get to the doors. and You know, they've got signs for Undertaker. And they've got... Actually, they've got a live band in there playing before the show is starting. It's like the... uh, Zach Brown band. If you ordered them off Wish.com, uh, that's how I describe the band in there. Zach
2: with a Q. Yeah. Z-A. Yeah. Z-A-Q.
1: Just doing some uh, classic rock covers, but you know, it's you no know, kidding. Yeah. 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 No. It, it was fun though. You, you know, I bet they were. It was a good vibe. Though. You know, it, it set the set the vibe for the was, for the evening.
2: I tell you, that's one thing about living in Nashville, man. Is like you know, sometimes you go to a karaoke bar or just a uh, out on at the Honky Tonk or whatever and you just hear bad music but at Nashville everybody's great. So even like the supposed to be bad stuff is phenomenal oh, yeah. So it's like I mean I'm sure the Zach Q Brown band was was great
1: <laughs> you know <laughs> um, but I don't have any video evidence of that because uh, they actually uh, as soon as you go in the door in there and, and they scan the ticket which is on your phone, They give you a pouch. It's called a Yonder pouch, a Y O N D R, and a lot of comedians use them. um, But it's like a magnetic or, or, or a pouch that they seal with a magnet on there and you put your phone in it They tell you to make sure it's on silent and there is no getting it out until you walk out the door at the end of the show or if you need to leave you know they'll do it for you if you you need to call or check on your wife you got to walk out and let them unseal it and walk out of the, the venue and before you walk back in so they were uh you know nervous about didn't want any of this footage to get out didn't want the to, to get canceled or anything like that if he said something inappropriate on the stage wow. I guess I don't know Uh, but that's crazy, super serious about it. Yeah. Uh, trying to protect this, uh, this event so they can take it on the road. So it doesn't get out. But I, I, I kind of, I have my questions about why they really needed to do that. Uh, I'll get to that here uh, in a little bit, but, uh, so we got in there, we waited maybe 30 uh, minutes or so. There's no clocks. I can't look at my phone. So it's like, (laughs) I don't know what, what time it is. I don't know when he took the stage exactly, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a, kind of a concert venue, a smaller concert yeah. venue uh with a couple of bars and stuff um and and they had some seats out there on the dance floor and everything. Um finally, uh the band goes off the stage, they bring out a table, like a like a bar table and a bar stool sit right next to it and they put a bottle of Jack and a pitcher of water up on the table. <laughs> so that's that's going to be Undertaker's stage for the uh. night. And finally, uh, Ben Brown—not Zach Brown, but Ben Brown, the WWE archivist—has um, oh. been on like, the Untold Treasures show, buried treasures show, all that. You yeah, know, you probably know that him. guy. Okay, yeah. Yeah. he comes out and he like basically introduces the show. I was thinking about the
2: guy from from Crazy Taxi. What's the show called? Cash Cap.
1: Oh, ben, that would have been great. Ben...
2: <laughs> that's that okay. Anyway, sorry, I will that's what I pictured in my head. <laughs> sorry. <laughs>
1: Crazy taxi. It's called Cash Cab, bro. Taxi Cab <laughs> Confessions. Um, no. Whoa.
2: No.
1: Um, and he actually gets booed off the stage when he comes out too. Like, so the crowd is rowdy. Everybody's been drinking. It's like ten thirty at night. So yeah. the crowd is rowdy, and they boo him off the stage. He introduces the Undertaker, and he comes out. You know, gets a standing ovation and all that. And the first thing he says is, "What have I gotten myself into?" Uh, he's he, he's got a uh, he's got a handheld microphone. He's not doing the the Britney Spears uh, mic gimmick oh, for okay. this show like he did like for the Hall TED of Fame. No, yeah. he didn't do that. But he says, "You guys just booed my hype man." I, I'm sitting there in the back with my butt puckered because I'm so nervous about this, and y'all just booed my hype man. Like, can you guys cut me a break?
2: That's crazy.
1: Um, and he did. He definitely showed his nerves, um, especially in the first 15 minutes or so of the show. Kind of felt like he was he, he had a few stories pre-planned, uh, but he didn't quite know where to go with the show at first. He was definitely and, and he mentioned that multiple times like this is the first time I've done anything like this. Yeah, we're kind of testing it out. Um, we want to take it on the road and do more of them, which they are. They're doing it mm-hmm. for Clash of, Castle, Carter, shows, yeah. uh, Clash of the Castle two shows Clash of the Castle. Um, which is great. I love it. I hope there's many more of them. And uh, they did film this. There were WWE camera crews there. It was an official WWE event. They have WWE logos everywhere. So who knows? There may be footage of it that shows up at some point somewhere uh, online or on streaming. But um, yeah, he kind of started um, talking just some random stories at first. Uh, And one of the stars of the show was our boy, not the Godfather, although he did talk about the Godfather a bit. But our other boy, he calls him Tex, aka Midian. Mm, <laughs> Midian yes. came up and so many great stories on the show. Uh, he says that uh, Midian is the one guy who uh, he uh, who he knows is always going to be honest with him about anything. He says he's a guy. You know, you've always got that one friend who will call you no matter what 1230 at night. They, they pay no attention to what time it is, but right. they'll call you. And he says, he'll always answer it for him, but he knows when he calls him at 1230 at night, he knows that text Midian is going to be high. <laughs> <laughs> and so he said he called him the other night. He asked him if he was high and Midian just kind of like, <laughs> just did a little chuckle. Um, he said, Midian told him that, um, Everyone online is saying you ruined their childhood by, by breaking kayfabe at, yeah. at WrestleMania at the hall of fame speech. And Taker says, brother, I was the only one keeping kayfabe for 10 years. How are you going to get <laughs> mad at me? He says, people in the back used to come up to me, like, or, or, or used to whisper around me, like, should, should we tell him? Should we tell him it's not, it's not fake yeah. anymore. Uh Um, But he says he he talked about his biography, which had just aired recently. And uh, he said he actually learned something from that biography episode. Oh, yeah. Um, He said he, he always thought that Vince canceled their first meeting back in 1990 because of Bruce the Barber Beefcake's parasailing injury. And he had to go check on Bruce the Barber Beefcake. but. Apparently, according to that biography, it was just because Vince didn't see much from the Undertaker. <laughs> and Taker said he was sitting there thirty-two years later watching, watching this it. on A and E, like, huh. And yeah, he got out his phone son and started texting. Of a gun. Yeah. <laughs> Probably
2: called Vince up. Vince retired uh, at that point.
1: Yeah, exactly. Vince. <laughs> yeah. And and he talked about that biography and his mom stealing the show and said his mom and Sid yeah. are going out for a two man show starting out sometime <laughs> soon.
2: I would pay top dollar to see that
1: absolutely hero
2: anyway go ahead
1: (laughs) he uh he talked about the joe rogan podcast he was on a while back too and all the controversy about him talking about video game stuff on that and he said um he tried to clarify that and he says look i I, I, that could sound hypocritical coming from me i played dominoes all day back in the day. we played board games we did all that sort of stuff uh but he said what he's really talking about is it's different when you're with their lower card guys backstage, walking around, wondering why they can't get ahead when all they do is play video yes, games. Yes, exactly. Like, um, that's what he's talking about. Um, he says, um, he made a great point and said, the easy thing to do is to learn how to wrestle. And the hard thing to do is to figure out how to make people care about seeing you wrestle. And he uh-huh. thinks that's what a lot of young guys need to learn. Um, yep, but he put over the new generation, not the young generation, not the new generation from 95, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. he put over these guys, he said, you know, they're the most gifted athletes, you know, he's ever seen in wrestling and, you know, he's, yeah. he does think things are getting better and, 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 and doing well. Um, oh yeah. But like I said, that, that was kind of the first 15 minutes of the show. He's kind of just, uh, he had a couple pre thing planned things he wanted to say, but he was just kind of. Kind of wandering, kind of pacing the stage. Didn't really know how to get from one story to the other. Um, definitely could feel the nerves there. Uh, but then he started taking questions from the audience. You know, about 15, 20 minutes into the show, and that dang where, that quick. Yeah, it was very quick. It was very quick. Wow. But I think that's. For the future, if Taker, if you're listening to this and you're taking notes, I mean that's what this show needs to be. It's just fan questions from the audience because they really got him going. They got him off on the stories that we all wanted to hear and what we were there for, and that was the the bread and butter of this yeah. experience. Um, so, unfortunately, the microphone with the questions was like on the other side of the uh, arena or, or you know venue from where I Saloon. happened to sit. Uh, which I didn't realize was going to be it. And and Ben Brown was over there, you know, holding the mic and getting people to ask questions. And as soon as they opened the floor for questions, like 15 people stormed over there. Like I I wanted to ask a question. I wanted to jump up there, but they were already turning people away by the time I could have done that.
2: What would you have asked?
1: Oh, I would have asked him to be on the podcast. Oh,
2: okay. I thought you were going to ask about how he made it from... Uh, the same question I asked Russo. About uh, that would have been a good one. his parents buried in Long Island, New
1: York. Or I would have asked him about Turco's uh, um, Carabiner. Oh, yes,
2: the Carabiner. What's yeah. the deal with the Carabiner? Yeah. No, that's awesome. If any of you listening get to go to the show in well, Cardiff or anywhere, ask him Turco's question about what's yeah. up with the Carabiner during the American BA days. Yep, yeah, that's the, the burning you, question. Everyone's going to ask him about Hell in the Cell, losing the Brock, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Ask him about the Caribbean. He will be thrown off, but answer something that we've never heard.
1: I will say there were some great questions, some not obvious ones. Um, Good. Definitely, you know, there were, like I said, some very hardcore Undertaker fans in the audience. Um, a lot of kids in the audience, which was fun and, and kind of surprising for how late at night it was in downtown Nashville. But uh, a lot of kids. Um, it's cool, cool that they're fans of Undertaker, too. Yeah. You need to pause? No, we're good. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's up? Um, so the first question was SummerSlam Weekend. What was your favorite SummerSlam match? And Taker said uh, it's between 97 or 98. He put over Bret Hart and talked about him leading the way in that match. Then he talks about 98 and uh, the big mm. leg drop spot from that match. Uh, yeah. He jumps off the top rope through the table on a Stone Cold Steve Austin. He says him and Stone Cold had talked about that uh, before the, the show started and they were they said, well no, we'll use that spot in case of emergency. You know, if things are gonna go off okay. the rails, we'll, we'll go to that spot. And we'll bring everybody back in. But he didn't he didn't bother even like going up to the top rope and seeing how far it was gonna be because he was like, It's <laughs> me and Stone Cold Steve yeah. Austin and MSG. Like we're gonna be fine. Yeah. Turns out I uh, had an emergency and Stone Cold yeah, got yeah. concussed and the match went haywire. So they uh, had to do that spot and Taker got up on that top rope and had not realized how far away that table was and ended up busting his tailbone. On that, that is
2: line. crazy. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine that nowadays? That you can't just call an audible like that and no. do it. They got to have the cameras in the right it's spot. It's all planned there. out. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, dude, that it was just like, eh, hey, we might need this. We won't need this. <laughs> we need this. Yeah. <laughs> just how quickly the, the tables turned. No, no pun intended. <laughs>
1: Uh, the next question was about who could keep up with Undertaker the most at the bar and Taker said it had to be Yokozuna um, he was the oh. one who could go drink for drink with him and uh, tell some stories he kind of told these told some similar stories on the uh, table for five about having to carry the Godwins back up to the hotel rooms where they would get drunk um, and he uh, talked about the uh, BSK uh, one night they were out drinking and they basically saved Scott Hall and Shawn Michaels from getting beat up outside a bar one night oh. uh, they were in trouble and, and I guess this was not the famous time where Shawn got beat up by, by a, the Marines you know 5 to 27 Marines outside yeah. of a bar somewhere but a different time uh, and they were about to get beat up and then Taker, he did an impression of like Yoko, of Savio Vega <laughs> of Godfather uh, of all of them like walking out of the bar and like that crew coming up Yeah, and uh, the, the People that are wanting to beat up Sean and Razor just kind of like slowly backing uh, Homer Simpson out of the yeah, bushes, basically. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. Bushes. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah.
2: These guys are all six and a half feet tall, over 250. <laughs> like, what are you going to do?
1: Hmm. So, you know, he says, you know, the BSK and the click, you know, it, it, it didn't have as much heat as people act like right. they did. Uh, but one guy I did have heat with, and this was the highlight of the evening for me, was this story about Hulk Hogan. Because the next fan asked him, all right, Taker, when did you feel like you made it in your career? And he says, Survivor Series 1991 when he won the title. Uh, and then he says, you know, should I tell the truth about what happened between me and Hulk Hogan that night? Because I don't ever really talk yes. about that. Yeah, was like, absolutely. <laughs> so he goes into this story. He says, Hulk Hogan, you know, back in those days... Um, everybody got to the building around, you know, 11 or 12 on the night of a show. Hogan would roll in around 4 or 5 p.m. usually. You know, he's the champ. He's Hogan. He can do what he wants. But that day, Survivor Series 1991, he says Hogan was there at, at 11, 11 o'clock. As soon as the doors opened, Hogan was there. And he, he took Taker aside and he said he wanted to go talk with him about the match that night. And they met in the shower, which is where all the business was done back then. Fully clothed. Taker uh, pointed out. Um... <laughs> And a Hulkster <laughs> explained to Taker that um, he'd been having a, a real bad neck, brother.
2: Because didn't Brody get stabbed in the shower? Mm. They took care of all kinds of business in the shower. Indeed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Well, Hogan said, "You know, I, I, I see that tombstone move you got there, brother. It's a, it's a good move there, brother. But uh, just oh, need you to protect my neck. I've been having my neck's been giving me a lot of problems lately." And Undertaker's like, of course, man, you know, I, I always, you know, I, I won't let anything happen to you. I got you. I got you, man. Um, and he says, like, that the rest of the day, Anytime he passed Hulk Hogan in the hallway, he would just, Hulk Hogan would just point to his neck and just go, brother, brother. <laughs> brother, brother, brother. <laughs> and Taker's doing this impression the whole time. He's, he's hilarious. Uh, like I said, he's great when he's just, you know, riffing we'll on these lose, stories. Yeah. And he's not, like, trying to go over a script in his head yeah he's just shooting so he says match happens it's it's you know they're doing their thing he goes for the tombstone and he feels like he's got hogan good and protected but as soon as he goes down he just hears hogan go oh! and just like sell like he's dead and they do do the finish taker pins him he wins the title uh, but Hogan is like getting stretchered out and takers. He can't even celebrate. He can't even be happy because he thinks he's just killed the golden goose. He's right. just ruined his career. Hulkamania. Uh, he gets backstage. Hogan is just surrounded by EMTs. And all I can see is, uh, doctors working on him and, 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 uh, and his, uh, uh, yellow boots sticking out there. Uh, taker heard him calling his wife and, and getting put in the ambulance. Uh, and he's just, like, you say, he's panicking. His whole family's there. He's supposed to be going out and celebrating with him, but he can't even be happy about it. Um, and he starts wondering, you know, do I need to call WCW again? Do I need to start looking for work in Japan? Whatever. Um, and says, you know, back then we couldn't just like go rewatch the show. They didn't have a tape. Yeah. Yet. But uh, a few days later on, on the loop, they had a tape of the show so he could finally see what happened. He says he's watching the match back. He's just sitting there. He's nervous. He's waiting. He's watching. And they get to the tombstone spot, and then Taker says, "Wait, I see the tombstone happen," and uh, he just holds his hands up about uh, (laughs) six inches apart from each other. He's, he's just shaking his head, holding his hands up like that. Missed it by that much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he says, I've given stiffer tombstones to my kids. And uh, <laughs> he says, Hogan didn't even have enough hair to hit the ground from Mm-mm. how high up he was <laughs> from that tombstone. So he said the next time he saw Hogan was the rematch at this Tuesday in Texas. And this time, Taker called Hogan into the shower on that night. He says, uh, you know, he said from that point on, he knew what kind of man Hogan was when they got in the shower and Hogan started talking about, well, you just held my neck so tight that I had nowhere to go. And I couldn't move it from, from when I landed there, brother. And I was trying to put Jeez. over this, all this nonsense. And so that was really the only burial or anything like that. We got from Taker on that night, but he, he explained why him and Taker have a, a bit of a salty relationship, but it was great to find him out Hogan, hear yeah. that whole story.
2: Yeah. Hear from him, because yeah. that's kind of what we, <clears throat> I remember pointing that out in episode, what was that, three or four of our show, just how, like, there was a mile in between the chair and Hogan's head, and, like, how did, I don't know, but so, yeah, it's nice to hear from him. Cause yeah, he, he never went out and spilled that, you know, spilled those beans until that night. It seems like it's right. been public, so and, and,
1: and that's how much of a uh, professional he is, and how much respect he has oh. for the business is that he sat on that story for so long.
2: Yeah, can you imagine nowadays if that had been some young kid, he'd have been on Twitter immediately complaining about it or whatever, walking out or something like that. So, and he's <laughs> still telling crazy. it
1: in like a private forum too. Yeah. I essentially, you know, he's not putting it out there on YouTube or on a podcast yeah. or anything. I'm putting yeah. it on a podcast yeah. because I can do that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's not out. He's not coming
1: of... after me. No. Um, tells a story about uh, his first year uh, wrestling. He um, had to go see the tax man, not IRS, thankfully. True. Uh, and he just carried a big bag full of receipts with him and the tax man was, was doing his taxes and said... Uh, son, can I give you a little bit of advice? And I and was like, sure, absolutely. Because he'd never really done his taxes before. And the IRS guy was like, I think you need to get a new job because you have uh, $10,000 of income last year and you had $11,000 in receipts. And you drove 55,000 miles on your car in eight months working in the Memphis territory <laughs> for Jerry Lawler. <laughs> and was like, that's just paying your dues. Yeah. That's how it is. <laughs> that's how it was, man.
2: Wrestling business is a funny
1: business. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right, a couple more stories uh here at the as it was kinda of wrapping up and you know, I I'm really not even doing justice. I am sure I'm missing stuff that, that he talked about as well. But um another great story, he talked about someone asking about his worst roommate on the road. And Taker thought about it and he said back when he was mean mark in WCW, he uh for a little while he drove around with, listen to this car ride right here, Wildfire Tommy Rich, awesome, Teddy Long, awesome, and the Iron Sheik oh, 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 Bubba. <laughs> 1990. <laughs> oh, oh, bubba. <laughs> oh, Bubba. And he said he had the room with Sheiky Baby. Um, oh. He was the, the green guy in the territory, so he got to take care of Sheiky Baby.
2: Sure.
1: Um, so he remembered one night uh, waking up at 4.30 in the morning and just being freezing cold in this hotel room. And he looked around, and the balcony door was open. Um, and he went outside, and he saw the Iron Sheik on the balcony, butt naked, doing squats on the balcony <laughs> of this hotel room at 4.30 in the morning. And Polar she- squats. <laughs> and Sheik said, hey, bye best best time in the day to do these squats. Best time in the day. <laughs> Taker said alright and then I went back to bed <laughs> tried to go back to sleep again for a minute and then woke up again another couple hours later and he said this time he woke up to the sound of the hair dryer in the hotel room <laughs> that he was sharing with and Chic, the and Sheik
2: who? the hair dryer if you're not familiar doesn't <laughs> have a lot up
1: top doesn't have a lot up top so Taker of course he's like I gotta see this uh, Gets out of bed, turns around, looks into the bathroom and Iron's uh, cheek again butt naked is uh blow drying his mustache That's so good. Curling the mustache, blow drying it, he says uh, he says, No worries, I'm I'm halfway done. <laughs> halfway done. <laughs> Fif- fifteen more minutes. <laughs> oh. oh boy. That's it. This
2: show's over. He,
1: he not- could have ended right there.
2: Oh, I meant this show is not really going <laughs> to stop that. <laughs> he oh told boy. a story
1: about um driving with a Bearer. Uh oh well, this is the story right here. And a, a little 8 or 9-year-old kid asks him why he's afraid of cucumbers. And Taker immediately throws the mic down, goes over to the bottle of Jack, pours himself a shot and takes a shot. <laughs>
2: Good at improv.
1: (laughs) He was. It was great great comedy. And he picks the mic back up and says, it's not that I'm afraid. It's just that I don't like them. Okay? (laughs) So he explained um, his mom served him cucumbers in a bowl of vinegar when he was a kid. And he threw up uh, from having to eat that. And from then on, he never liked the taste of them. So, of course, somehow the boys found out through Paul Bearer. Yeah. And they put some in his drink one time when he w- went to the bathroom and he drank a big old swig of his drink with cucumbers in it and he gagged and um, you know embarrassed himself in front of everybody. But he said he got Paul Bearer back from that occasion. Uh, the next day, they were driving in the car and trying to hit the next town and Paul Bearer says, all right, uh, next exit, you need to pull over. I need to, I need to go to the bathroom. And Taker's like, "Oh, absolutely, of course. We'll, we'll hit the next exit. And they're driving <laughs> down the road and... <laughs> He exit pulls, goes by and Taylor doesn't pull off. And Paul's like, I think you missed the exit back there. And Taylor's like Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll hit the next one. And they drive and the next exit rolls by and Paul says, it's next exit. Come on, man. You got to take this. I'm about to pee my pants. Taylor's like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I missed it. And Taylor said he just kept doing that until Paul Bearer pissed his pants right there. <laughs> <laughs> in <a rental> car. <laughs> and that's how he got back at Paul Bear for that <laughs> That's your receipt Paul. That's your receipt <laughs> Don't oh. make Undertaker eat a cucumber Or he will make you pee yourself Pee your pants <laughs> Wow, that's amazing Um, And then he actually Last question of the night I can't even remember what the guy asked But Undertaker brought him up on stage To share a shot with him on stage Just a fan, not one of the kids uh, This guy that's good. seemed to be of legal age Um, seemed to be It seemed to be yes Mm -hmm. Uh, but Taker said the only thing he likes more than wrestling is drinking and talking about wrestling so he thanked the fans for letting him do that tonight said it's a work in progress there will be more of these his music starts to play and he starts to pose but then he grabs the mic and cuts the music off and uh, last thing he did was ask (coughs) if there are any military or first responders in the audience he says I should have done this at the beginning I meant to but uh, I just want to say thank you to, to all of you out there uh, throat-slash-fist-raise-pose, the end. Um, awesome. Yeah, dude, it, it really was awesome. I wish you could have been there. Uh, oh, we would have had a blast there. Uh, we would have been cracking up at it.
2: If they would announce it, like, I don't know, in order, like, that it was going right. to happen before Thor's. <laughs> I'm like, I would have been nice to have known that months before. But anyway.
1: I think, obviously, anybody listening to this, it'll be worth your money to go to it. Because, um, and this is why I said, I don't think you even need to worry about people recording this. Because it's going to be a different show no matter uh-huh. where you go. Cause people are going to ask different questions Different questions, uh, and yeah. that's, what's going to be so cool and unique about it. The more they focus on the Q and a part, there's going to be so many new stories coming out and he's got you know, yeah. endless stories that he could talk about. Oh yeah. Um, I would say I, I hope that they do it in a more of an intimate setting because the crowd was not the best. They weren't like disrespectful, but there was a lot of chatter and you know people going to get drinks and food and everything. So it wasn't like a perfect environment yeah. for this, and I think that was part of why Taker you know might have been more of a struggle at first to, to keep everybody engaged and involved. Uh, but you know people weren't like heckling him too much. Right. It was a little bit of that going on, or not heckling, but just people yelling out Cat stuff, stupid and stuff. wrestling fan stuff trying to get themselves over. Yeah. Uh but overall man, an incredible start to uh, SummerSlam weekend.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I hate that I missed it, but you uh went and then you got
1: me this. I did I uh, went to the SummerSlam Superstore, got you the uh exclusive Nashville country music is in my heart, double J Jeff Jarrett t shirt. If you're not watching working YouTube, hard on the goat.
2: That's right, man.
1: Why did he not come out to that at SummerSlam? I don't you, know. That uh, You could have had all of Nissan Stadium singing along.
2: This is a marquee classic, though.
1: <laughs> and it's and a, it uh,
2: is a collector's <laughs> item now because as of this recording, Double J is G-double-O-double-N-E gone. <laughs> but he could be back by the time this episode drops. Who knows? He left and Road Dogg came in, so it's reverse 95.
1: Exactly. So I love it. Pulling yeah. a reverse 95 <laughs> right that.
2: Yeah, so it's awesome.
1: Uh, You can see some of of me going to the SummerSlam Superstore. It wasn't really that super there, but it was right next to the Wild Horse Saloon. A little bit of that in our YouTube video. But uh, man, I've been gabbing and gabbing, man. Tell me about your journey to SummerSlam on Nashville, and why don't you just, you, you take over and kind of tell us about SummerSlam Day, and I'll, I'll try yeah, to Yeah, I
2: will. We, I want to get to the main event, though, of, of Scoob, but we yeah, will. we, uh. Yeah, but so there's a lot
1: of good stuff to talk about.
2: There is some good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I, me and, uh, my buddies, Brett, Glenn, and Trey all came. Now, Trey is a fan. Uh, he, he's the one I went to the house show with a few months ago. Um, Trey's a fan. Uh, Brett was a big fan back in the day. He loves, Mick Foley's his favorite wrestler, so he had a Cactus Jack shirt on he got. Now, Glenn is a little younger than all of us, and he was, like, a, you know, fan back in the day. Like, just, you know, watched it with his uncles and his dad and, like, went to a show or two. Nothing, no televised event, no pay-per-view, nothing. I don't think Brett had ever been anything that big either. But um, Trey never been to pay-per-view either. So it was a big, big deal for all of them to come. So, um, yeah, we packed up here in Nashville and, and, and got in uh, Trey's dad's uh, truck or expedition or whatever and drove that way and saw it to good old Bucky's. Uh, which if you're not from the South, you probably don't care or know what that is, but it is, uh, new to this area of Tennessee, but it is a gigantic, um, convenience store gas station. I saw a video yesterday called a gas pro shop. Gas pro shop. You You can get anything that you want there. But, uh, anyway, we had a great time there. Uh, uh, I know it sounds too stupid, but it's, it's just a blast, man. I called it Disney world for adults. I loved it. Uh, it was fun. We went in there. Trey brought his world championship title. I think you guys can see pictures of it and in our video and stuff. So, uh, Glenn wore it into Bucky's. I wore it back into Bucky's and we put it on Bucky and had him hold the cha- on the little statue of the beaver. <laughs> and I I'd say honestly, about forty percent of the people in Bucky's were wrestling fans. They were all on the way to Nashville. They had WO okay. shirts or Ric Flair shirts or you know Bloodline. dude Bloodline shirts everywhere. Mm everywhere yeah. were bloodline shirts i mean right. in nashville in buck on the way to nashville anyway everywhere we were, we were bloodline shirts so those guys are over man so um it was fun you know we're seeing people in there i'm just woo, got a Ric flair shirt and we're wearing the title in there and people are like just looking at it and stuff and some people were jealous and some people were just like looking at us i was like oh what's up dude and i just you know wrestling fans are are fun to mess with sometimes because they're, they're really 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 like super wrestling fans that are socially awkward are really fun to mess with because they don't expect you to talk to them in public they just, you know, they're fun. I had more fun with them in downtown Nashville. I'll talk about that in a minute.
1: Well, yeah, we saw we saw that <clears> in the uh, in the YouTube video. Yeah, a in little the video. bit, a little taste of that. Yeah, but a little taste of that. So, I, don't, um, I don't think people understand Bucky's is is a massive. It's 120 truck gas pumps. The yeah. one, yeah,
2: it's not even a truck stop. They don't like. They don't even allow trucks. It's okay. they, they, You can't. No, your trucks can't overnight there. They can't fill up there. Nothing. It's a, yeah, it's a gas station. Yeah, but I mean that's
1: station. the vibe of it. Like that's what yeah. I mean. Like you know, it's it's uh,
2: 120 gas pumps. It's a convenience store, but it's a gas station. It's huge. But it's, it's packed. Got...
1: I mean, when you say there's people there, it's not like you go to the gas station and there's no. the truck stop and there's 20 or 40 people. It's like people Nissan there. Stadium. There's I mean, <laughs> <It's, laughs> a couple yeah. couple hundred people in there oh, milling yeah. about and uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you know, when you said it's crowded, there's wrestling fans everywhere. I mean, is it's packed.
2: Oh yeah, it's hundreds of people in there, and yeah. they uh, you know sell brisket sandwiches and this and that and the other and they got little beaver nuggets and all kind of stuff so anyway good time we had a great time there i mean i could have just last another hour there eating all this crazy stuff anyway we head to nashville we get there um long story short we, we try to find a parking spot to just hang out turns out parking in downtown was the same amount i paid for parking at Nissan stadium so we just hopped across the river and parked the stadium and then just walked to downtown and met you uh, down there on the busy street, and there was—I felt like I was on Bourbon Street, dude. Nashville's changed a lot since I left. Uh, it's brutal in the daytime.
1: Even oh man, now. It's so, so busy! But like it, you said, lots of lots of wrestling fans there. Yeah. Um. Lots of wrestling. Lots fans. of bloodline shirts, like you said. I think that a was lot the of most bloodline shirts, t-shirts I saw, and then
2: my... NWO shirts, man. And like <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't understand why when I throw up a 2 Sweet why I don't immediately get a two sweet back and you just, you do the two suite and you just, that's what it is. Cause like when we were in middle school, that's what you did. You did it in the hallways, you did it in life as just what you did. You didn't have to have a shirt on, but like, I'm like, Oh, this guy's got an NW shirt on. He should know what I'm doing. I throw a two sweet up and he just looks at me like I have 16 heads. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, I don't understand. But in your defense, uh, they, or what you done in, in their defense you said some of the men haven't even been born yet. They just had that shirt because of their parents or the network or something like that. So who knows? You never or they're know. just
1: socially awkward.
2: <laughs> yeah, or they're just socially awkward.
1: <laughs> Probably that too.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's um it's just it was fun, man. But we went downtown and then we wound up eating and then going to the going to the show. And uh we had the cheapest seats we could get, basically thirty five bucks top top shelf seats. But um Man, I didn't even mind the view at all. You know, that I would do great. I would I do shocked. the same seats or even a little bit lower just next year. I don't want floor seats. It's flat. You can't see people standing up in front of you. We were up on the top. If you saw all the pyro going off during the show, we were right in front of all that basically. Mm. So and you know, they had half of the arena basically tarped off. And some people were like making fun of it and saying they couldn't sell out and this and the other and um I'd read a report after the show saying that that was the, the intention they weren't intentionally, they didn't intend to sell out the whole thing. I mean, obviously you intend to, but once they realized they weren't, they were like, we're just going to tarp off half because I couldn't even get seats on that side of the arena. Um, I, I, I remembered. Okay. So, uh, that was, it was planned. It seemed like, cause it was like WWE tarps. It wasn't just like ones they rolled yeah. out. It was pretty professionally done. And then when you watch it back on the network, you see the drone shots and everything. It's, it looks really cool the way they shot it. And, if they'd have had, like, you know, even that side was half full, it would have looked pretty crappy. So they probably honestly did, did a good job of filling up the one half of the arena. So it was cool. But, um, yeah, the show was just a blast, man. I mean, I it said really 10 out was- of 10 afterward. I don't that may have been a little recency bias, but it was up there for me for one of my favorite Summer Slams, dude. Like, 97, 02 are phenomenal. 2000's great. You know, but this one is probably one of my top five, like, overall. Like, now taking a month back and looking at it like – being there obviously you had some bias, but like sure. other than that, that, is is awesome, dude. Just top to bottom it was a fun show, and stuff that shouldn't have been fun was fun. Like Logan Paul, man, was a blast. That uh, match was a blast.
1: I, you know, uh I think every match was at least, you know, good. There, there were no, yeah. there was nothing bad on the show. No. Everything was fun or or short or brisk enough that that you got by with it. But yeah, dude, like Logan Paul. I'm going to hit you with a hot take here. One of the hottest takes of the year right here. All right. Logan Paul, if he wants to, could be the next Kurt Angle slash Ronda Rousey. And and what I mean is I say he is just a freaking natural at professional wrestling. He's certainly not the athlete that either of those people were. um, Right. But both Kurt and Ronda and even Brock to an extent, you know, as soon as they came in, they got it. They got the yep. character, they got the wrestling. I mean, they they just had it immediately. They they didn't do a lot of training beforehand. They just transitioned right into wrestling. And if Logan Paul wanted to go full-time into wrestling, he could probably be champion by next year because he is wrong. that good. And and he got over as a babyface. Like we were yeah. all joking about that this crowd's going to hate him, but like yeah. By the time he's doing this, that frog splash through the table on Miz, like that crowd ate it up. And oh yeah, like I hate that guy, but I was cheered for yeah. him against Miz, and they just totally worked. And, and kudos to Miz this because is the he, best. I mean he he did a great job. The best. Uh, you know, carrying that match. But I really do believe that that kid is a freaking natural at the in mm-hmm. ring stuff and the character stuff as well. Yep. And, yeah. Yeah. That's You're a right. Hot take, but. <clears throat>
2: you're you're right man and the fun thing one of the really fun things for me this night was um getting to see so like again brett and glenn not being huge fans it was glenn i meant not he remembers Rey mysterio when he was a kid but he remembers like wwe Rey mysterio like oh five oh six oh seven because he's 28 years old so he's you know a generation wrestling generation behind his face i mean eight years is a whole wrestling generation you know so um anyway just to see like him be like like getting excited about Rey Mysterio and like Edge coming back, and then like the Logan Paul stuff, like the high spots. Like it was just fun to watch somebody who, like, get into it. I'm not gonna say he's a avid fan now, watching every Monday or Friday, but yeah. like, they're all those guys are gonna come over and watch Cash, Clash of the Castle with me. Oh, here cool! At the house, like yeah, they're all perfect. gonna come over again. Yeah, we're gonna watch it. They were like after the show. They're like, let's get together and watch these all the time. Like, like, yeah, that's a blast. Like you don't have to watch the weekly shows. You can make it. They'll you know, the the uh, the video packages will bring you back into right. the loop, you know? So anyway, but just watching that was, was fun, you know? And, uh, right before the show, Trey and I go to the bathroom and the guy is like, uh, we're asking each other, Hey, what do you guys want? You want something? You want something? You know, you need something, Coke, water, you know, corn dog, whatever it is. And this dude on the end of the aisle is like, Hey man, what's that stuff we used to eat when we we're younger? And apparently, we missed out on the Chappelle show, because apparently this, is a, <laughs> this was a huge joke back when we were in college, maybe. Um, we missed out. So Trey goes, I don't know, corn dogs," And the guy gives us a real answer, and it is triple X-rated. And the children <laughs> were sitting there, and his wife yells at him, and we could not believe what we just heard. And so we were like, whoa! And so we walked down and got our Was it Jerry the King Lawler? It might as well have been Jerry the King Lawler. So, But it was, I mean, it is. Broad daylight, children around. This dude is just dropping words, and it was just funny. So, anyway, if you know Chappelle Show, you know the answer to that question. But we did not have that. We had corn dogs, and uh, so anyway,
1: opposite of that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, we actually had waters. (laughs) So anyway, so yeah, it was a good time, man. And then, I mean, what what are you gonna say about Brock bringing a freaking tractor out? Just, I know people complain about Brock and Roman. I could watch those guys clang and bang all day. I love those two guys, uh, and I knew this was gonna be special. And when we we saw the tractor come out, man, we knew something was happening with that. Because again, we can see it coming out as you know, as Roman's entering and everything. We see all the production people come out. So, uh, but yes, watching them do that, it was just a blast. What a sight to behold! Like, you may not remember that SummerSlam. 20 years from now, but you're gonna remember that visual.
1: I, you know? I mean, I thought it was a great, great main event. It was exactly what it needed to be uh, yes. because I was one of those people that didn't want to yeah. see. The, the, the last show I went to was WrestleMania yes. 34, so I, I saw Brock and Roman then, and yeah. it's like, oh my god, four years later, still again. <laughs> Uh, but it was totally different, totally fun with all the last man standing stuff. I mean, not a lot of wrestling ads. It was a show it was sports entertainment, but it was fantastic. I mean, yeah. Paul Heyman taking a table bump, the ring getting flipped over. I mean, <laughs> you will never forget that. And, and it was, no. um, perfectly well done. Exactly what that match should have been and needed to be to, to make it interesting, uh, to make it fun. And, uh, Great thing to do in the stadium, just this big mm-hmm. production to to yeah. get everybody into it, um, and a
2: great way to usher in the Triple H era that we're now in. You know, mm-hmm. it was just the, the whole pay per view was a great night to you know. It's nothing against Vince or anything, but it was definitely more of a Triple H feel, you know. Um, so it was just a it was a really really fun show, a lot of cool surprises and high spots, and like I said, every match was at least good. There was nothing was like thumbs down. Like even the match I was looking forward to almost the most, which was the tag match was um probably one of my least favorites,
1: unfortunately. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, there was
2: something that. missing, even though it had old Double J. I think I'm rocking here. But, uh, you know, it was still a great <laughs> match. So. Can you
1: tell me why? Uh, that, that was one thing I, I never got was they the bring in Double J, Jeff Jarrett, to be like this enforcer for this match. Jeff Jarrett's whole character forever has been basically like he's just this the word you were trying to say yeah earlier, exactly say. <laughs> yeah. he's a coward he's like a yeah. chick, chicken bleep peel yeah and all of a sudden he's like this tough guy enforcer for this match between new day and uh, street is just a natural thing day, yeah but, uh, usos and street Prophet.
2: usos yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just a just a natural thing get the hometown <laughs> boy there so but um we anyway did, we may- didn't get
1: taker but we did get kane
2: got kane got and got yeah, yeah, if I may, I'm want I read last week or last month. You guys, I talked about a little boy named Aiden whose mom was taking him. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead right now on this point in the show and just talk about his mom. Told me some examples or some some uh, some of his uh, experiences from that night. So I'm gonna go ahead and read them now. So she's just saying that you know he got to see Kane and Edge, and he loves those two guys, and um, he. It's like getting to see them live and in person was like a big deal to him. And he wants to be just like riddle and brought Lesnar. Mm-hmm. And she said, and I uh, got to see riddle, even though he wasn't an official match, that whole th- beat down with him and, and Seth was, pr- was pretty cool and pretty fun. I, didn't.
1: Um, I was in the bathroom. On the-
2: no, that's true. <laughs> you say. were.
1: I didn't even know until he yeah, like you said something an hour later. later. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Um, And he said – she said that he looked up at Brock on the tractor and said, Mom, I'm going to be just like him one day. I
1: hope so. Yeah.
2: So, Aiden, you got it, buddy. And then uh, she said he he lost it when Brock lifted the rent. They had four seats now. They were down there. Whoa. They were down – or down low at least. So, anyway. And um, she said it kind of came full circle for her because she remembers watching Ray and Brock debut in WWE in 02. Oh, And so now she's 20 years later. Yeah. She's a little younger than us too, but she's – 20 years later watching those two same guys wrestle in the first place, which he never That's thought to awesome. see. And then watching him with her son yeah. who loves him too. So I just thought that was pretty cool. So I wanted to um, just share that here. And um, yeah, it was a fun night. And one of the best parts was when we we're leaving, we get, we get in. We're getting on the elevator to leave. You're with us. We're all yeah. leaving. Yeah. I mean, the elevator It's it's a hot summer night. Mm. We get on the elevator, and this dude just takes his shirt off. And we're just like, all right, I guess we're doing this. And, Bastion
1: uh, Booger took his shirt off, I mean, basically, yeah.
2: His bat looked like Grumpy Cat. It was wild. It was, it was wild. So that was fun. So if you're that guy and you're listening, we want you to ride us. We want you to, to like want you put your
1: shirt back on is what we want you yeah. to do.
2: <laughs> but then we go to leave, man, and uh, it takes us about an hour to get out of the parking lot. This is yeah. all the stuff you haven't heard yet because um,
1: well, it, it took me about an hour to get an Uber. So, oh, I bet it and, did. Uh, and I, yeah, so, so I the cool thing
2: about parking in the stadium is that uh, you get parked there. The bad thing about parking in the stadium is that you get to park there, and everyone else parks there, and they're all leaving. And they have like the parking lot we were coming out of, like half of it's blocked off, so you can only go one way. Anyway, well, as we're waiting there to go, we're in again Trey's dad's vehicle. And the guy keeps like we're going and the guy keeps inching, inching. If you're watching, you can see this. If you're listening, just pay attention. The guy's like inching, inching, inching up behind us, like to turn in, you know, like to cut in the, in front of the car behind us. Well, we go up and he keeps inching, and I'm like, dude, this guy's gonna hit us. This guy's gonna hit us. And sure enough, he just rolls into us. What? Into the bumper.
1: In the parking and deck.
2: In parking the parking lot. lot. Yeah. yeah, right there. And so I look out the window and the lady next to me is like, he just hit you. So Trey puts the car in park. I get out of the car. And I was like, I threw my hands up. I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, what? I said, you just hit us. And Trey gets out, and the guy's like, no, I didn't. I said, yes, you did. I said, your bumper is on our bumper. He's like, no, man, no, man. I was like, no, please back your car up. And Trey's like, back your car up. I mean, we weren't being mean. It's just like, dude, you're hitting us. Of course. So he rolls his car backwards, like six inches, and the bumper, (laughs) finally pops back out so i'm like dude, you dented the bumper and uh trey's like what are you doing man he's like oh i didn't hear you i just i just barely grazed by you we're like no you literally you literally dented the bumper like the bumper popped out when you came out of it and um trey gets i was like hey man get your license and your insurance out right now and he's like oh all right right." i said no we're not we're not leaving here do we get a picture of that and your license plate so he gets it out he's being fine i wasn't being mean to i'm just like i know the drill like This guy's going to pull off and nothing's going to happen. So anyway, I'm like, I'm I'm smarter than that. So Trey gets over there and the guy's like, uh, man, I got 60 bucks. Do you think I'll cover it? I said, I don't know. I don't work at a body shop. (laughs) Do you? And he goes, yeah, I do. I said, no, you don't. (laughs) I said, I said out loud, no, you don't. He goes, yeah, man. I said, no, you don't. You don't work at a body shop. (laughs) 'Cause you would know this sixty dollars is not gonna cover this. So anyway, I was like, I don't want your money. So anyway, Trey gets his information and we just like, hey man, just be cool and like don't don't hit people, you know, like just so anyway, luckily it didn't like it didn't leave too big of a scrape, but it wow. did have a scrape on it. So anyway, yeah, I hadn't shared that story with you. Yeah, I was waiting for the podcast to share that. So yeah, we got hit on the way out. Was it riddle? Park.
1: Was uh, Riddell the person no, that you were talking guy to? guy who <laughs>
2: may have been partaking with Riddle, though. Maybe Rob, in Rene Dupree.
1: Rob <laughs> Van
2: Dam? Rene Dupree. You <laughs> know um, Anyway, yeah, and then we, we drive straight back to uh, Kingsport, and we My get here. My God. Uh, I think I got home at 5.30 that morning, so I slept for about two hours went to church. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a blast. And then we saw the Bucky's on the way back home too. Of course you did. Did not have brisket, hot uh, brisket on the board, so
1: I don't get the Bucky's love, man. Uh, I gotta say. It. I, I don't get it. You're not a mediator though. I'm not so a You don't meat let
2: eater. The, the fresh brisket on the board That's doesn't do true. anything for you. No, no, None no, of the no. food appeals
1: to you. There, None so of the hobby this. lobby uh um, knickknacks in there appealed to me um, either. But well,
2: I got me a Bucky shirt now. I've got me one last weekend, so I'm excited.
1: <laughs> to each their own. But, uh, man, I'm glad I'm glad you guys were safe and, you know, and on the, way home, the bumper was dented. We're on I-40 coming home,
2: and there's a dude in the left lane in a giant jacked-up truck. And, I mean, Trey has got 75 on the cruise. Like, that's all we were on. And, like, we get next to the guy, and he go and go up, like, half a mile. And then we wouldn't hit the gas, and we just go, and as soon as we next to him, for two and a half hours. Bro. This guy did that. This guy did that in the middle of the night for two and a half hours, just in the left lane. Oh, I mean, he had to have gotten six <laughs> miles a gallon on the way home. He had like an F two fifty, probably with some diesel, so it's already six dollars a gallon. And he's just gunning it when we get next. An and I was like, Trey, are you touching the gas? He's like I'm never. I'm, I'm on cruise, dude. Like I'm not. Nothing is happening. I'm never speeding up or slowing down. And it's just, I was like, what is this guy's deal? So anyway. But, yeah.
1: Bob Spark Plug Holly in the car <laughs> next to you. So
2: I share all that with you guys to just uh, let you know that we had a blast. You guys,
1: we had time, a great so. time.
2: And rumor has it they're going to come back next year, and if so, we're going to be there. So. Let's do
1: it. We'll do it again. We'll yeah. make it an annual tradition if they want yeah, to. I'm going to spend the out. night this time. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried to get you to this time.
2: Well, we could we had to be at church next morning. But uh, next time we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take that Sunday off.
1: I so. think so. I think that's the right call. I think that's the right call. And we can go out uh, we can go back out to the Wild Horse saloon. Or ah, be all right. <laughs> Kid, Kid Rock's barn grill. <laughs> dig- we
2: did get a picture there.
1: <laughs> Luke Bryan's bar and grill, or Florida Friday Georgia Lions Bar and Grill, Garth Brooks Barn Grill, Alan Jackson's bar. Every country music star has a bar and grill. Yeah. In <laughs> Boo. Well, man, I'm so glad that you uh, had the idea to go do that. Um, I was, you know, I like I, I've sat on here before. I, I'm not really following the modern day stuff uh, much anymore. And uh, but, man, I had a great, great time hanging out with you and the and the guys as well. I got, I hadn't met those guys before, but yeah, uh, I had a great time hanging out with them. Yeah, you messed uh, well. We had a blast. Good. Yeah, and you, like I said, you can see the full uh, video vlog of our trip. A lot of great content in there. A lot of funny stuff in there on our YouTube channel. So go check that out. Um, going back to something you said earlier, I, I got to say I got to eat my words um, as far as Triple H goes because someone asked us on last month's podcast or in our Q&A session, how do we feel like Triple H is going to change things? And I was... Uh, I'll be the first to admit I was wrong because I said I really don't think things are going to change that much especially at first it may take like a year or two to really feel the difference with Triple H taking over for Vince McMahon yeah. and within you know 4 weeks Triple H has already brought half of his NXT roster onto <laughs> Raw the first Raw he's in the Smackdown he's in charge of he's got guys that have been fired rehired uh-huh. and put into the main event <laughs> Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano and Karen Cross and <laughs> Dakota Kai. Look, man, he, he's made his stamp and he and he's and he's made his mark and, and it's definitely made things more exciting. So I will uh, I will eat my hat, I will eat my words and say I was definitely wrong on that call. I'm not afraid to admit that. <laughs> but I just thought that was that hilarious. Hat, though. No, I will yeah, not that eat that. Uh, Homer's wearing that right <laughs> yeah. now. So he's he's oh, rocking that. Um Man, SummerSlam weekend was a blast. Uh, if you were there as well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it, especially if you were at the One Dead Man show. And if you're going to be at one of the One Dead Man shows in Cardiff. Uh, the yeah, no The matinee or the late night show, please, seriously, you have an open invite to come on Talking Tager in October. Give us the full scoop, the full rundown. If you want to send us notes from it, we want to hear about it because we will not be making it quite uh, uh, overseas think, quite yet. I think to
2: miss that one.
1: I'd love to be there, but we're going to miss that one so we'd love to hear about it um and in exchange we're gonna give you the full details on 2016's hottest animated feature wwe wwe and scooby-doo in the curse of the speed demon yes oh my god travis let's talk about this let's let this be our main event for tonight um tell me man What what are your Scooby Doo memories? Were you a big Scooby Doo fan as a kid? Uh, Like, what's what's what comes to mind when you think of Scooby Doo?
2: I was a huge Scooby Doo fan. Cartoon Network came out when we were in first grade. It debuted. I remember the day it came out. I had my mom set a tape for as much of it as I could, like because I just, (laughs) I mean, it was incredible. Cartoon. So all those old like Hanna Barbera cartoons and everything was on there, and all this this old everything was on there, man. Yeah. And so Scooby's on there, but but my favorite Scooby stuff was Pup Named Scooby-Doo. Mm. I loved Pup Named Scooby-Doo. I was going to name drop it earlier, but I didn't. Um, it just... It was Scooby and Scrappy, and I just... I loved... Puppin' and Scooby-Doo, and I used to dance to dance. Velma did this little dance, and she'd just do this little thing, and it was just awesome, man. I just, I dug it. I'll never miss an episode of Puppin' and Scooby-Doo, and I would watch the, you know, maybe tv movies because there's all the old episodes from, like, when our parents were kids, and then they started doing new ones once Cartoon yeah. became real popular. So, yeah, i was always a big fan of Scooby-Doo. Always a big fan of Scooby. Yeah,
1: you know, it's funny. I was thinking about it earlier. Like, it's, it's really something that has... Lasted through generations. I mean, mm-hmm. which is rare. You know, like the Flintstones hasn't so much. The Jetsons certainly hasn't. Um, you know, they've tried some different things to reboot that, but Scooby Doo's kind of just always been there. And they'll, they'll remake mm-hmm. it and, and do different things with it. Um, they just had an, a movie come out last year. There's supposed to be another one, but uh, you got, you know, HBO. it got HBO'd. HBO. Yeah. Um, I was you not. You got Batgirl. I would say I never like disliked Scooby Doo. It was never my favorite thing, but you know I never minded watching it. But I had a VHS of one of the old school Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo, uh, and Batman. And yes. Batman is Adam West, and Robin yes. is Burt Ward, and the Joker is uh, the Joker from from the '69 TV show. Man, I wore that VHS tape out because so I loved. The Adam West Batman too so yeah. uh, that one was for sure one of my favorite tapes to watch as a kid uh, but I was you know Scooby-Doo was fine I, I never hated it or anything uh, I never saw the movies from 2002 the live action movies so I never got into those with uh Freddie Prinze Jr. Um, and Matthew Lillard who is the no voice, voice. of true. Shaggy still in this for cartoon Shaggy. which was which was pretty neat yeah not a pretty some... prince, even though he's a wrestling yeah, guy. No. Why could he yeah, not no. have been uh, a friend? On the creative
2: team. Yeah. Here are some others uh, 2016 animated films. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Calling it callin in the ring here, guys. Sing. Okay, yeah. Secret Life of Pets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seen both of those. Uh, Sausage Party. Didn't see that one. No, thanks. Trolls. Didn't see that uh, one. Zootopia.
1: Eh, well, it's a good movie.
2: Um, Angry Birds.
1: Didn't see that one. Dorks. Oh, right. no, didn't uh, see that. A
2: small movie called Finding Dory.
1: Oh, I did see that one. Uh,
2: Kung Fu Panda 3. And uh, Zootopia. Those are just some of the top ones that came out that year. So in the midst of all those, those were the big ones I just named. I didn't name the, like, small ones. But uh, out of all those, then you got... You've got... the WWE, the speed demon. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, this is actually, uh, there are five of these WWE animated movies. There's the other Scooby-Doo one, like you mentioned, the WrestleMania mystery, which is the uh, first, and this one is technically a sequel, it is related, and we'll talk mm-hmm. about that. There's a Flintstones and WWE movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Surf's Up Wave-a-Mania movie, yep. uh, which also features The Undertaker.
2: And Pearl Jam, I believe. Pearl Jam? No, Pearl Jam's in Surf's Up. <laughs> man. They have big waves in uh, that song from Avocado Album. Is okay. Surf's Up. Yeah, not the animated Not WWE. the WWE one? I apologize. One. Right. Yeah.
1: And this, I actually, got excited. I didn't even know. I, I'd heard of all these other ones, but the, did you know there's a Jetsons one? Yeah. Hell I didn't yeah. know that Jetsons one. Jetsons one, yeah. Okay. Have you yeah. seen any of these other ones?
2: Uh, I wanted to see the Jetsons one, but I haven't. Okay. I'm going to watch the other ones. Uh, whichever ones are on HBO Max, I have HBO Max. I'm right. going with my brothers. I'm going to watch them eventually. So.
1: Yeah. Well, the other WWE one is, I, I mean, I'll the watch other that. Scooby-Doo one is for sure. Yeah. I don't know about any of the other ones. But, uh, I mean, if you had to give, uh, if you had to write the copy for the back of the DVD of this film, Travis, I am going to call it a film. Um, Scooby-Doo, Curse of Speed Demon? <laughs> yes. What would be your, like, you know, two to three sentence uh, synopsis for the back of the DVD uh, in case someone out there has not watched it yet.
2: Uh, watch your favorite in air quotes <laughs> WWE superstars team up with Shaggy Scoob and the, the rest of the Mystery Machine to take down or to crack the case of the, the Speed Demon who was this devilish ghoul tune in for 80 minutes to find out
1: Okay,
2: grab your scooby snacks and enjoy okay that's what i got on top of my head
1: fair enough fair enough uh you know it's favorite <laughs> yeah well, we, we can talk about that the odd some odd casting in here for sure yes Just... um it,
2: it's... who's in catering who's in catering <laughs> we're gonna film this video real quick. <laughs>
1: Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure all it took was like an hour before the show to record all their dialogue for it. Also, um, yeah, it, it's um, so so. It takes place. There's, there, it's it stars all the WWE guys, but there's no wrestling. At all, no. you, you don't see a wrestling ring once in this movie. You do see a few moves, um, but it doesn't take place in wrestling. This takes place in the uh, the WWE's Muscle Moto X Off Road Challenge, mm. which is sort of the WWE's answer to the Wacky Races. Exactly, another one of my favorite Cartoon Network yes. cartoons. I mean, exactly. maybe my favorite Cartoon Network cartoon. Oh,
2: absolutely. dude Penelope Pitstop, she was worth <laughs> she that. Was when we we're worse kids. At. <laughs>
1: Monty and Dick Dastardly, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> so good. I, I mean, I would watch a cartoon series of WWE Wacky Races. Yeah, give oh, me that on
2: Peacock at thirty six. Yes. Yeah, I'd watch it for sure. For sure,
1: uh, it's these uh, cars, monster trucks, machines being driven by two WWE superstars on, on, on a race track. A three day racing event with with three events throughout the weekend and um the scooby-doo crew is there as fans and uh vendors at this event as well food truck the uh, running a food truck and uh yeah they're going to be solving a mystery during it yes a big sandwich um and yeah that's sort of the, the plot which you need to know there um tell us who else is in the cast
2: uh, well, you got Shaggy, Scoob, you know, all those guys, but Fred. as far as WWE, yeah, huh? Fred, Fred, Velma, and Daphne, yeah. and then you got, I mean, you got Vince McMahon, you got Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, mm-hmm. Sheamus, Kofi Kingston, Paige, the Lonely Diva here, uh, Miz, um, uh, El Torito and the Banditos, what are their names? Los Matadores. Los Matadores. (laughs) (laughs) How far is heaven? heaven? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Cody and and Gold Dust Mm. Dust and Stardust. Cody as Stardust. Dusty Rose and the man of the hour, The Undertaker.
1: That's right. That's right. So that's Michael
2: Cole. Name misspelled. Name is misspelled. (laughs) Misspelled in the credits. M I C H E A L. Um, (laughs) Here it is, right here for those of you watching. Oh, poor Michael. Misspelled.
1: Michael. Michael. Michael,
2: Yeah. Who?
1: So yeah, these are the crews that are racing. We've got Stephanie and Triple H in the company car, is what their car is called. Oh yeah. The Authority. Uh, we got Los oh, Matadors in Torito, Bruce Evanlana. Yeah, Bruce yeah. yeah uh, they're in the Moscow Mule or the, the, the Moscow moler I think. It's Moscow Express called. or something. Yeah. Um, uh Los uh, Los Matadors in Torito in uh, uh, the Pamplona Especial, and then a couple of more oddball teams here. Uh, you got May uh, Paige and Miz who are together. Um, I guess there. Kind- Yeah, they're in a a movie together. Uh, So I guess that's the reasoning there. They're in the Awesome Mobile or something. I don't remember what theirs is called. Uh, And then the... the Too Awesome. Too Awesome. That's what it was called. Right. Um, And then in the Celtic Cruiser, you've got uh, the classic team of (laughs) Seamus, Goldust, and Stardust. I mean... For no reason.
2: You tell me one of these things is not like the other. I mean, Goldust and Stardust. And then you got... Shay Moose just in there. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense.
1: Not a list. But
2: I'll tell you what, man Goldust and Stardust, Cody and Dustin are in, I mean, they're in full on. In
1: rare form. Character,
2: rare form, popped up on Mountain Dew. It's amazing. I love it.
1: It totally works for this. Yeah. Uh, And then in the Legend Mobile, Mm. can you believe this? The Undertaker is co piloting with Dusty Rhodes.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Dusty Roads. Dusty Roads.
1: Driving a monster truck with the Undertaker. It's a real thing.
2: And this is WWE Dusty Roads with the yellow polka dots. Of
1: course, yellow polka dots, Dusty Roads. Uh, so those are the teams that are competing in the challenge. And and uh, yeah, tell them about the catering crew.
2: Oh, this is uh, Scooby Shaggy. Well, what's their? They're big fans. Who are they fans of though? They're number one guy. <laughs> fans of like, the Undertaker. And they're guys in the they're people in the crowd with Undertaker signs and Team Taker signs and all kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, they are running a, um, golly, what's it called? It's not a Wagon. It's a sandwich mobile. But yeah. It should have been called the shagging Wagon, but that was from Dumb and Dumber, I think. So. It's called the Scubinator,
1: uh, <laughs> Scubinator later on. Yeah. 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 I don't know if yeah. it has a name. Uh, but did you see the menu for the food truck, Travis?
2: Oh, I did, I don't have it written down, but okay, there was well, some good stuff on there.
1: I did pause it on there. Okay, I'd like to talk about the the menu on the Scooby and Shaggy's yeah. food truck. And full
2: disclosure, I watched this with my three children. My wife was out of town, so I was also getting up, getting popcorn, wiping hineys when they needed to go poop, and this and that. I was getting drinks, serving drinks. I was not. I did watch the whole thing. Yeah, of but course. I wasn't able to like stop, take notes, and all this stuff. So a little bit of this is going to be. Uh, blurry for me. So yeah, I wasn't able to take notes, so I'm glad you took notes of the of the the meat selection.
1: I did. So um one item on the menu is taquitos, mustard and waffles for 10. dollars So Ooh. a serving of taquitos, mustard and waffles for 10. I like
2: all three of those things, but I don't want them together.
1: <laughs> uh french fries with ham for 6.50. Uh four foot long hot dogs for 8.50. <laughs>
2: That's a good Which, price.
1: That's, that's a steal. That's a great deal. Because a big fat burger is ten dollars. Oh my! So some, four foot long hot dogs for eight fifty. Great deal. Yeah. And then the specialty item, skinny man's dead meat on a bun for nine dollars. <sniffs> And uh, that, that's what the, the Taker fans order there. Uh, that's the big specialty item. And, and Scooby and Shaggy let them know that Mr. McMahon hired them personally to do yeah. the catering for this big event. Um, and this, this big event was Stephanie McMahon's idea. Uh, to have the WWE superstars compete in the muscle moto X. And Vince tells us that on commentary with Michael Cole. Of course, Michael Cole is the announcer for the muscle moto X event. Yeah. Uh, Again, there's no real explanation as to why this event is happening or why wrestlers are involved. It's just happening. It's just, it's just happening. It's just a thing. Yeah,
2: Just happening. And, uh, Storyline wise, Stephanie wants to be in the race. Vince doesn't want her to be in the race because she's his daughter. He doesn't even so, know
1: until they their car drives up that they're yeah, in the race. Yeah, exactly. And he
2: does not approve of that. Doesn't want her to, to be in it because he's, you know, she's daddy's little girl. So, and that's kind of how this if there's a storyline, that's where it begins, basically. Yeah.
1: and he feels like they should keep business separate. They shouldn't be competing out there with the superstars yeah. as well. Yeah. But no, Stephanie and Triple H are competing. They want to win the race just like anybody else. Um, like you said, Scooby and Shaggy are Undertaker fans. They are Huge. there to see him. They put on Undertaker gear to yes. go out in the crowd to watch the race as they eat some DC pretzels. And the- <laughs> Remember the DC pretzels. They're going to come into play later. They are going to come into play
2: later. The yeah,
1: DC stands for? I don't know. <laughs> Dead Man's Curve.
2: Dead Man's Curve. Oh, yeah. yeah they're they're Dead named
1: after the most dangerous part of the course.
2: Yeah. The most dangerous part of the course is Dead Man's Curve. Of course, there is a old something happened at Dead Man's Curve at one point, right?
1: That's right. Yes. Um. We'll get to that here in a little while. Um, yeah. And then we're joined by our on the field reporter, who is, for some reason, <laughs> Kofi Kingston. <laughs> not a driver. Um, no, he's the reporter.
2: This is like, they're in New Day at this point. They just didn't, oh, yeah. they just only had Kofi there, though. He's in like New Day get up, like <laughs> oh, light blue. Oh,
1: man. It would have been great stuff. if it was the New Day. That would have been awesome. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Right? All yeah.
2: three of them. It would have been great. So, but. They could only afford one, I guess. So, I don't know. Uh,
1: so this is a qualifying round that we're yeah. watching right now. They're, they're trying to see who's going to get the pole position for the first day of racing. So there's four days of driving, uh, and we're going to see all of it here in this movie. <laughs> 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 and uh, we, we get, you know, some quip, uh, you know, quippy comments from all the drivers. They're all, and, and I, I will say, the whoever wrote this script, I mean, they had. You, they had some wrestling fans on there because mm-hmm. there was everybody got their catchphrases in everybody got some actually funny references and lines mm-hmm. in I mean I legitimately laughed throughout mm-hmm. this movie me too like Dusty is driving there at the beginning and says they gonna take it to the we gonna take it to the pay window take it yeah, you exactly. know, they're getting in all their old school stuff yeah.
0: the American dream and the unstoppable force let's bury the competition and they're off! What acceleration! They passed the first marker, two tenths of a second faster than the company car. There's a good reason why The Undertaker and Rhodes are the favorites. Let me tell you what, we gonna make it to the pay window.
2: That's good. Yeah, I enjoyed all that stuff. There definitely were some fans that were helping write this.
1: So. Yeah. Um, so, in the middle of the qualifying round, there's a big explosion on the course, and a new car has entered the field. And the cameras—they have these drone cameras that are following the race all around. And it's the driver is not a WWE superstar; it is a speed demon, and it's trying to ram the legend mobile of Undertaker and Dusty off the road. And Taker tells the stranger that they have dug their own grave.
2: Yeah, this is the bad, the big bad guy who you know. If you ever watch Scooby Doo, it's usually somebody in some kind of a costume. You know, that's kind of the whole deal with Scooby Doo. Until they started getting like weird later on, those like made, like this directed cassette videos would be like actual aliens and actual. Mm. It was weird, man. But that was part of the appeal of Scooby Doo. Was like you think it was like a swamp monster, but it's always like you know the the groundskeeper that wanted the the money from the the house. So I always appreciated trying to figure out who that was you know as i'm watching as a kid and my favorite part about uh pup named scooby-doo just as a little aside is there was a character named red herring and he was always (laughs) the red herring of the episode but it was he was literally his name was red herring and i love that and i remember that That's the meta-ness of that back in the day was so good so anyway, well, yeah, continue. That's,
1: you know, that's what we're all doing watching this. We're trying to figure out who is going to be under yeah. the mask. Um, and, uh, the speed demons car, it unleashes a scorpion tail, uh, from the back of it, and it uses the scorpion tail to flip the legend mobile over. But thankfully, Dusty and Taker are able to escape the wreckage. And uh, this demon hops out. You know, he's got, you know, kind of looks like Ghost Rider, I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and he says that the curse of the Inferno is upon you. End this race or suffer. And Dusty tells him, we're going to get funky like a monkey. And, <laughs> and starts Funny like a them. monkey. <laughs> Michael Cole calls a vintage Dusty Rhodes. And, um, the, but the demon takes down Dusty before Undertaker can get out and help him, uh, and, and the demon gets away, Dusty is injured, and then we cut to uh, later in the night, and Dusty's getting his ribs taped outside an ambulance, man, poor Dusty.
2: Yeah, he's going to have that DDP rib tape for like nine months. Yeah. So...
1: Um, Taker says that the doctor has told Dusty he doesn't need to race. He needs to take it easy for a little while and
2: take her easy.
1: <laughs> he needs to take her easy, exactly. <laughs> and, and Dusty's depressed, man. Poor Dusty Rhodes. Hey, I just threw
0: out my bag, man. Don't worry about it. I know Dusty, but the doc says you need to take it easy for a while. I still ain't letting go of my dream. I'm gonna buy them grandkids that ranch so they can learn them three R's: riding,
1: roping, and wrenching. Not wrestling, for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: get that wrestling. <laughs> didn't say it
1: <laughs> no idea why but uh, Goldust and Stardust are there to vow to carry Dusty across the finish line and, and help him win the race even if he, he can't get there himself So um, Kofi asks Taker if that means he's leaving the race and Taker says he's not going to back down he's going to deliver that demon back from whence he came uh, he will rest in peace and of course you know the mystery gang decides they need to investigate this So uh, Shaggy and Scooby want to run away, but the gang remind them uh, that they have to run the food truck anyway, so they have to stay there. (laughs) And Mr. McMahon personally asks uh, the mystery gang uh, to help them figure out the Speed Demon. Uh, So, uh, yeah, they go and explore the track after dark, and then we get the legend of the Speed Demon.
2: Yeah, uh, and just... It's just so funny because there's like an, actually a plot to this movie. I didn't yeah. Know there was going to be so much plot. There's a lot of plot. But there really is. So it's funny. So yeah, the legend of the speed demon. Why don't you fill us in on what actually happened with the speed demon?
1: Well, Velma pulls up an article on her tablet about Course some she does. races that have happened on this mountain in the past.
2: Racist?
1: Oh, races.
2: Oh. races.
1: It's not that kind of Scooby episode.
2: Racist on this
1: I mountain. mean... <laughs> And it moved, yeah, uh, yeah moving move on. on. Uh, one race, there was a ruthless marauder. <laughs> and now that I'm thinking about this, none of this was relevant. It, it up, <laughs> no,
2: it's just <laughs> filling time. This dude. is a
1: red herring. Uh, yeah. There was a, a legend about a marauder who used to compete on this race, but he went too fast around the dead man's curve. Didn't see that the road had, had washed out. He crashed into the darkness and there was a curse on this race to this day. So you're thinking, okay, maybe there is going to be something supernatural going on with all this spoiler yeah. alert. There's not <laughs> there's no point in any of this. Um, and then we get another suspect enters the scene, the producer of the, uh, muscle moto X. Um, I wrote down Walter Qualls. I, I don't know what his exact name was, uh, but he's played by, uh, the dude, who's on mad TV. Um, the, Phil, Lamar, I think he was. Um, just he, he does a lot of comedic acting and voice acting and stuff. Um, but he's excited about the Speed Demon. He thinks yeah. the Speed Demon ratings is going to bring draw. big ratings to the race. Yeah. So he actually asked the kids not to try too hard to solve the race. So, mm, I don't know. This guy seems kind of suspicious. Exactly. Sketchy. Um, then the next scene takes us down to the hangar where all the superstars are working on their own cars. So not only are they the drivers, they're their own pit crew as well. <laughs> Uh, who knew that the Miz <laughs> knew how to build a monster truck? Miz, but apparently he does.
2: Miz doesn't know what a wrench is, probably. <laughs> so.
1: uh, well, Mystery Inc. is going to go question everybody, and uh, they break off into, into pairs and go ask questions. Uh, Gold Dust sniffs out Scooby, and um, he's acting all weird around them. And and they, uh, Scooby and Shaggy, run away. And um, Goldust says a talking dog bizarre <laughs> bizarre my favorite part <laughs> and then Shaggy gets off a line that I swear Jerry the King Lawler wrote on this script yeah it says about Goldust and Stardust those two are like a bad toaster they pop up when you least expect it <laughs> <laughs> if that's not a Jerry the King Lawler line I've never heard oh of I that. know
2: Jerry Lawler wrote that line probably is this where Taker introduces us to Big Earl
1: no, it's a little bit later on. Oh, okay. This is where All Taker's right. going to introduce himself to Shaggy and Scooby. And that's he actually right. recognizes them from the first movie. where yeah. I guess they wrestled in that movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, what were their uh, gimmick names, Travis?
2: Uh, skinny Man and
1: Dead Meat. Skinny Man and Dead Meat. <laughs> Taker recognizes, oh, you're Skinny Man and Dead Meat. All right. <laughs> and um, he, he shows... Um, he shows them a <laughs> tremendous sign of respect because he says, you guys can call me Taker.
2: Yes, he I told know.
1: Shaggy and Scooby they can call him Taker.
2: Yeah, that's big deal, man. That Huge. Is a big deal. deal.
1: Um, and Shaggy and Scooby acted like we did when we met him <laughs> <with> Taker, basically. <laughs> yeah. Well I'll
0: be. You're the two that vanquished the ghost bear. Undertaker! Scared, excited, same time, brain confused! Skinny man and dead meat, right? Like, yeah. But you can call us Shaggy and Scooby. In fact, you can call us anything you like. But please don't call us to a final rest, Mr.
1: Undertaker, Phenom Dead Man, sir. No.
0: <laughs> the bell tolls only for the demon. And you can just call me Taker. You learn anything about that creature, you
1: let me know. <laughs> like that's pretty much how we acted when we met Undertaker.
2: <laughs> exactly. Um,
1: yeah. So you get you get stuff with all the different wrestlers interacting, um, and uh, Fred and Daphne go interview Triple H and Stephanie. And Stephanie and Daphne kind of start to develop a bond. Yeah. They, they, they see like their lives are kind of similar. They both have rich fathers. Uh, and here we get more talk between Vince and Stephanie about how um, Vince doesn't like the Stephanie's racing. She, he thinks she's too busy. She can't run the business while she's messing with all this. Uh, and then the, the producer comes in and tells everybody the catering is ready. So we go to the catering hall where the prize money is just sitting in a big box in the middle of the catering hall. Why so not? seem safe.
2: I bet the wrestlers that were in catering recording this wish that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> and uh, there is a million-dollar prize for the winner yeah. of this race. Uh, Shaggy tells Scooby, oh, with a million dollars, we could buy an extra-large pepperoni pizza every day for the rest of our lives.
2: It's not wrong. <laughs> not wrong about that.
1: Uh, and Dusty and Taker are having dinner with Mr. McMahon and the producer of the race. And Dusty, man, he gets real upset. He starts to lose his cool um, when they start talking about the demon, says, oh, that was more than a demon that attacked me, baby. That was a curse. You can wrestle one, but the other is the devil's work. That was a terrible <laughs> Dusty Rhodes impression. I don't know what I was doing there. Um, but Dusty accuses the producer I closed of my eyes Dusty. <laughs> Well, he, he accuses the producer of rigging this demon uh for ratings. And uh, Taker says, you know, he's just taking it personally because he wanted the money for his family. And Taker decides to quit alongside with Dusty. But Stephanie actually has a solution uh, since Taker can't race with Dusty anymore.
2: She decides that he should shack up. Well, I mean, shag up with Shaggy and Scoob and in their uh, toaster mobile, the sandwich wagon, the Scoobinator. What's it called?
1: Scuba- yeah, Scoobinator. Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
2: Scoobinator. But it's not like a scuba car. But any, well,
1: it will be later. But, it will uh, be at some point. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, yeah, he's going to tag team, uh, trios tag team if, in AEW, if you will. And it's going to be Shaggy, Scoob, and The Undertaker.
1: That's right. Driving in a giant sandwich. Um <laughs> this is
2: like, this is like a Lewis Carroll novel <laughs> at this
1: point. <laughs> well, Taker says, tells you know, Scooby and Shaggy are, of course, scared. And Taker says to rest easy that if the demon appears again, he'll make sure it's his last ride. And Shaggy gets mm. in another Jerry Lawler line and says, That's like one nightmare canceling another nightmare. A dream come true. <laughs> Oof. And then we get introduced to another suspect, like you said, Travis Big Earl. Oh, yeah, Big, who's
2: Big he's, Earl.
1: He's the mechanic. If I'm he not is
2: mistaken. He's the mechanic. Um, he
1: looks like uh, Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I said he looked like uh, the guy who's in all the Adam Sandler movies, um, Who's was like the dad in 51st Dates. Um, or, uh, what else is he? Who else is he? In? <laughs> I hate that movie. I don't, know. I, don't he's in, know. I mean, he's a water boy, he's in little yeah, probably and... one of those guys that's in all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, hoggy Tonk man shirt. Sure, we'll go with that. But, um, he's sitting outside the catering hall and he's looking over what I believe were his kids' school receipts and he's freaking out about how much money it is for them. So we see that he has some money issues or something mm-hmm. going on, and uh, Taker. Goes out to talk to him and he pulls the curtain off the Legend Mobile and shows him the damage of it. And Taker says, So where's my little beast?
0: I warn you, Undertaker, she ain't pretty. You caught fire before we dug her out. Gas line must have tore. About all that's left is your steering wheel here. And lo, the Legend Mobile sheds its mortal coil.
2: Rust in peace. Yes, so good. My son, my oldest, goes
1: rust in peace. Rust <laughs> he was laughing. Peace. Um, Fred and Big Earl spend all night trying to rebuild the Legend Mobile. And uh, Fred,
2: car guy with an ascot around his neck. I mean, come yeah, on, he's a car cars. guy. He's
1: yeah. been studying cars. And we finally get to day one of the race the next day. Uh, And this is for a 30-second head start onto day two. That's the prize of winning day one, 30-second head start.
2: Down since day (laughs) one-ish.
1: And uh, Fred is trying to tell Taker and Scooby uh, if they want more speed in their new car, then to be sure to press the...
2: Hey, 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 hey. What was that?
1: Yep, and then he drives away. Okay. <laughs> Spent all night working on the car, fell asleep before he could tell him what to do. There you go. And uh, so the race starts, and, and how is uh, Kofi reporting on this race, Travis?
2: I believe he is riding on, not a tractor, but on a drone? Yes. <laughs> like a flying drone. Surfing
1: on the drone surf, to do his drone field <laughs> Yeah. Just okay, then. Yeah.
2: something I can see Kofi doing. Like, you know what? He didn't want to touch the ground. Maybe next year's Royal Rumble, that's what he'll do. He'll land on a drone, flying back in.
1: Throwback to the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, we also get uh, introduced not only to that, which is going to uh, happen a lot throughout the movie, uh, but we also find out about uh, the magnetic boots uh, at the beginning of this race.
2: Oh, I don't remember the magnetic boots. Oh, that's
1: how uh, the drivers are able to repair their cars during the race.
2: Oh, that's right. That's right. They all
1: have magnetic boots that they're able to put on. So one driver is able to drive and the other person is able to hop out on the car and stay on the car with their magnetic boots and repair the car that might have been damaged during the race. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Um, Michael Cole says, magnetic boots. This race just keeps getting better and better. (laughs) The greatest night in the history of our sport. Whoever wrote Michael Cole's lines did not do it. Probably Michael Cole. No, it's, it's actually pretty funny. Uh, oh,
2: there's an actual quote in this part when the, the. I think it's Michael Cole says.
1: I cannot believe
0: what I'm seeing. Only The Undertaker could fly a sandwich out of the jaws of oblivion. <laughs> I wrote that down too.
1: Okay, sorry. Only That's The Undertaker.
0: Yeah. Uh, no one else could possibly do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> um,
1: so yeah the uh, uh, all the racers are out there they're all just competing normally when um, all of a sudden um, we, we see Seamus you know, he doesn't get along with the Dust brothers and they keep just disappearing out of his car for, for yeah. no reason whatsoever they unleash a little stardust and then they Magic disappear dust, yeah. we never really find out where they went or, or why they disappeared or anything like that
2: I guess they're supposed to be Suspects at this point too, because they right. disappear and stuff. So yeah. Um,
1: and then the uh, the authority is continuing to dominate. The scubinator is pulling up the rear. When all of a sudden, the demon rig appears again out of nowhere.
2: Not Finn Balor.
1: No, the uh, not Kane. Well, what what is this character's name, Travis? Satan. <laughs> could be. I mean, could it be Satan? <laughs> Well, I was confused because sometimes they call, him, they call him Demon. Yeah. Sometimes they call him Inferno.
2: Inferno, yeah. And they
1: use them like interchangeably.
2: In, yeah, uh, it's like a it's like a um, dude love cactus Jack mankind Mick Foley thing. Okay. He's okay. got multiple multiple uh, gimmicks, if you will. This is a '98 Rumble, basically.
1: That's what this is. Yeah, okay.
2: you didn't know that. But I it didn't is. realize that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, well, this is also a little unfair that he's, like, competing in the races, but he also, like, enters in halfway in. He pops in. Races <laughs> to, he's able to do that. He's
2: got, like, a magic, yeah, magic potion makes him pop up halfway, but he still competes, so I don't know. Um, don't think too hard about it, guys. <laughs>
1: oh, I thought way too hard about a lot of things in here. Well, um... <laughs> the Inferno slash the demon says this race is doomed. And he pulls out in front of everybody, sets fire to this bridge that everybody's going to race across, but it sure. doesn't phase the drivers. They drive across it anyway. Yeah. Um, and at this, at this point where uh, Scooby gets scared and crouches down because he doesn't want to see anything. And his nose hits the big red button on the Scoobinator, which is what Fred was trying to tell them unleashes the blasters. So that helps yes. them get across the bridge that's falling apart. And uh, that's where the Undertaker flew a sandwich out of the jaws of oblivion. They're yes, right there.
2: Yeah, um, and it's just classic. Just, classic. Just classic, classic Undertaker. Right? <laughs> classic sandwich truck jumping. Yeah. Um, vintage, vintage sandwich truck jumping.
1: And that is enough to boost them into second place for today. But uh, the company car is going to finish first with Triple H and Stephanie, and Los, Los Matadors coming in third place. And uh, Goldust and Stardust, at this point, they reappear in the car with Seamus. And Seamus asks them where they went to. And Goldust says, it's not where we went, but where we came from that matters. And he hands Seamus a yellow rose. And this is one of my favorite parts of the movie. Where Seamus just looks at the rose and it. <laughs> <just eats> it. <laughs> And then we get to another scene. There's no uh, joke, as Joe punchline. just <laughs> eats the shame is eating flowers, like he's Homer Simpson. Aren't you listen? I'll go eat some flowers. Ah! My secret chain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Oh. <laughs> it's gone off the rails. So where does everybody go after the race? They go to catering, of course. They got to go get something to eat. And uh, Cole is... Talking to Stephanie and Triple H, who say no demon is going to interfere with their race. Uh, Lana and Rusev are arguing because they got fifth place. And Rusev says he's not going to take Lana to the outlet mall this weekend uh, because he's Mm -hmm. so mad at her. Uh, And Taker says the bell is going to toll for the demon, not for Team Taker. Before he can finish his promo, he gets distracted by a plate coming by filled with Mr. McMahon's meatballs.
0: You should wear pink frilly dresses so the people know you're not the Russian champion. But a little bunny man masquerading as the Russian champion. Nyet! Nyet! Lies! Rusev not taking to the outlet mode this weekend. Okay. Undertaker, your team took second place today using a modified food truck. That's truly amazing. Dark forces lashed out against us. The flames of infirm. Tried to swallow us whole, but the bell tolls not for Team Taker. It tolls for the demon. Oh, are those McMahon's
1: Mania meatballs? meatballs?
2: Mm hmm. Yes. I'm sure that was added <laughs> by T-
1: Vance. Taker is salivating over Mr. McMahon's meatballs. Yeah. The Undertaker.
2: Yep. Hey. He wants the scarf? Man's, man's got to eat. yeah meatballs. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> McMahon's meatballs.
1: Oh, it boy, it New York. Well, they don't have it in WWF anymore, and uh, got him. Got his meatballs. Got him in trouble. So <laughs> 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 a, bit a bit of a problem. <laughs> uh, Miss, oh, and oh, Paige no. are arguing over in f- oh, about no. being in fourth place. <laughs> and uh hey, which, if you ain't
2: first, you're last.
1: That's what she. That's how they feel. And Page ends up giving Miz a monkey flip into the burritos, and uh, <laughs> that starts a giant food fight. Triple Which H- is typical WWE. Oh, it, we gotta have some action in here, you know? Triple H rips off his suit, and he's got his. Uh, gear on underneath it. On. Superman. Mr. McMahon stumbles in saying, what in the name of gorgeous George is going on in here? That's one of my favorite parts. I love that line. What in the name of gorgeous I'm telling you, man. George. Whoever's on the writing staff for this, you know, five stars. Five stars. Um, and at this point, Mr. McMahon decides to to rejigger the partners and he's going to put Paige and uh, Lana on a team together and put Miz and Rooster totally on a team lives. together. Yeah, because yeah. they can't get along with their other partners, so he's going to split them up and put them elsewhere. Yeah.
2: Well, that sounds good.
1: That sounds sounds like a plan. Dusty Rhodes uh, appears out of nowhere. He's got a cane now, and he's like kind of mysteriously crouching <clears throat> in the shadows. Not cane. Cane uh, okay. does not appear. Yeah. Uh, but he's with Goldust and Stardust. He warns us that the curse of the demon is just beginning here. Uh, and uh, Velma and Steph, uh, Daphne, they're going to talk about the mystery some more. they got to talk about some clues that they've got. But Daphne says she actually has some employment opportunities she's going to talk with Stephanie about in the WWE. Hopefully it doesn't involve Mystery Man's Meatballs. I um, hope not. Uh, and then we see Undertaker, he, uh, he can't afford his own room, so he's splitting it with Fred and Shaggy and Scooby, a, a three-bedroom <laughs> hotel room, which I've never <laughs> seen before. Sweet. A oh, sweet.
2: <laughs> I guess it is. Take spared no expense, dude. You got the sweet for all the guys.
1: Uh, do you remember what Shaggy and Scooby are doing in their sleep? Uh, No. Snacking. Oh, that they're, makes they're sense. Sleep eating. That uh, makes sense. They've run out of sleep snacks. So they go to the Scoobinator, and they start to make up their specialty meal, which is uh, enchiladas with tuna fish, yogurt, chocolate sauce, and fried onions. And, of course, they both eat them in one bite.
2: Wow. Um, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> Delightful that's disgusting
1: um and they hear a noise at the window uh, and who could it be but the who inferno. could it be
2: now dean malenko the, the inferno, inferno.
1: <laughs> yeah he says he's out messing with the cars and um he start they, they go after him he goes after them and who is there to save the day but the Miz. he's out there doing some jogging late at night listening to his headphones Jogging along saying,
0: Who's awesome, I'm awesome? Who's awesome,
1: I'm awesome? Who's awesome? I'm awesome.
2: I'm awesome. I could see Who's him doing awesome? that on TV. I'm on wrong. Awesome. Yeah.
1: I think he said the word awesome in this movie approximately seven thousand times. Oh, probably.
2: Yeah. It was a lot.
1: And he gets a big hero moment here. And he is hitting moves that Mike the Miz Mizanin has never hit in his entire life backflips, 450 yeah. splashes, all this stuff. And ends up putting the Inferno in the figure four. Woo! Uh, but the Inferno hulks up, pushes Miz off. Um, and, and Miz is like, I can't believe he broke out of my figure four. And I'm like, Have, have you ever seen one of your own matches, pal? Have right. you ever won a match yeah. in a figure four?
2: I don't think so. No. <laughs>
1: Uh, Paige says Inferno might have stolen all his awesome, which is which is a tragedy.
2: It is a tragedy.
1: Uh, we find out that Big Earl um, is was working on the company car. He sees that the oil line was cut on it, but there was no damage on any of the other cars. So Taker congratulates Scooby and Shaggy on stopping the demon. Uh, Vince asks Stephanie once again to reconsider racing tomorrow because the Inferno is going to attack again. Uh, so we cut to the next day's race. Uh, the authority's gonna get a 30 second head start. And uh, as the race begins, Velma, Velma, of course, always watching things, she mm-hmm. notices that Mr. McMahon leaves the mm-hmm. race before the race begins. So he's not even gonna sit there and watch the race. Yeah. What could exactly. that be all about?
2: So, going to eat some flowers makes more meatballs. <laughs> Maybe so, so <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah, it makes him a suspect at this point, you know, from is. what's about to happen. So.
1: Yeah, so we've got sort of him, we've got uh, Big Earl as a suspect, we've got the producer as a suspect, maybe Dusty. Potentially
2: Dusty and the Rhodes Brothers, yeah. That's
1: right. Um, and this leg of the race, how is this leg of the race different, Travis? Just a water race? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, this is what scuba is going to be, a scubi- scuba nader, yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's a race in the water. Or as it's Michael- like when you're at Donkey Kong or Diddy Kong Racing and you could pick, like, the airplane, the hovercraft, or the
1: car for the levels, so, yeah. As Michael Cole says, like steel leviathans, thirsty for victory! <laughs> uh, yeah, they all become oh. water vehicles. Um, and the, uh, demon car, of course, comes out. And he, um... Tosses the Celtic, the Celtic Cruiser like a flaccid flapjack out of the water. Um, and it keeps knocking over other racers. It, it approaches the company car here. And this is where Triple H is going to get out and try to protect the company car. He's going to put on those magnetic boots, bust out of a suit into his underwear, and wrestle the demon on top of that boat as... Uh, Michael Cole, again, with i I'm putting over Michael Cole. He just says, <laughs> Great gobbledygooker! <laughs> yes, yes.
2: Yeah. I love that part. What, great great gooker. Oh, those are the best parts of the whole movie. Yeah, just a little... throwback lines. Stuff
1: that, you know, kids aren't going to get, but uh, yeah. you and I are going to get. Yeah. Uh, Team Taker comes out of nowhere to help save the day, help save Triple H and Stephanie. Uh, and the racers come to sort of this fork in the water, uh, and the demon and team taker go off course one way of course. while all the of course. racers go down the, the track uh, and the sandwich truck, st- uh, the Scubinator, stalls out at the edge of a waterfall and begins mm. to take off water Uh the demon actually knocks the power out of Kofi's drone who's trying to report trying out to all help of out. this yeah. he's trying to help out and sends his drone hoverboard crashing into the land and Kofi picks up the the drone and looks at it. uh, And, and while, you know, Undertaker, Scooby and Shaggy are fighting for their lives and possibly dying and about to go over a waterfall. Kofi picks up the drone and says, Oh good. The camera still works. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Only concerned with the equipment, not concerned with his friends uh, who are about to lose their lives here. About to die. Ah, But
2: they do not lose their lives because the undertaker comes to the rescue. (laughs)
1: Uh, when, and what does he use to help rescue them? <laughs> he makes a lasso out of sausage links.
2: <laughs> and lassoes it to one of the rocks at to the top of the waterfall. And they pull themselves back up. It reminded me of Kino and Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze when he uses the sausage links as nunchucks. I so, mean, yeah, same yeah.
1: idea
2: here. <laughs> yeah, just a sausage link lasso that The Undertaker uses to pull himself to safety with Shaggy and Scooby Doo. Two hundred and three episodes ago. You told me I said that since I called you a liar. The
0: Undertaker saved Skinny Man and Dead Meat. Salvation by sausage, please,
1: Michael. <laughs> Salvation by sausage meat, as Kofi says.
2: <laughs> Kofi threw that line in. Kofi
1: threw that <laughs> line in. Salvation by sausage meat. Yes, folks, The Undertaker uses a sausage lasso to save himself and Scooby-Doo and Shaggy. Oh, my God. Um... So that ends day two of the race. And uh, mister McMahon's Ant-Man's going to hold a press conference afterward in this log cabin that they're all staying in. Mm-hmm. Now, not in a hotel anymore. Now we're in a log cabin. Hey, upgrade. Uh, saying the race has gone too far to stop. So it's going to take place tomorrow, even though all of their lives are on the line for this million dollar prize. And uh, Undertaker is depressed. He's yeah. sitting in the corner of this cabin saying, I can't finish the race without a car. Scooby says,
0: sorry, Undertaker.
1: Exactly. (laughs) And Undertaker, he explains why he wanted to win this race so badly.
0: Sorry, Undertaker. It's just, I was racing for all my little creatures of the night. The little Undertaker fans all across the world. I was going to use my share of the prize money to create The Undertaker's Comedy Theater and Puppet Jubilee. (laughs)
1: I like puppets. Can you uh, can you repeat that, Travis? <laughs> he was going to use his money to create
2: The Undertaker's Comedy Theater and Puppet Jubilee. And that right there is my favorite thing that's happened <laughs> in this whole movie so far. And it's only going to get better in a few minutes. But that right there, just I was like, alright, I'm in. I'm in for the rest of the ride. Because that all the other things, I was like, yeah, okay. But that, I was like, all right, now
1: we're on to something. Taker says, I like puppets. Yeah, that's his I like explanation. Puppets. I like puppets. <laughs> <laughs> he just completely gone off the rails. Nothing yeah. matters. Nothing makes sense anymore.
2: No. That's uh, my favorite thing so far.
1: I think that's what the one dead man show should be. It should be him bringing out his puppets. A <laughs> <My> puppet, <laughs> puppet show. A puppet show.
2: Can you imagine if you went to see Dacre and it was some puppets?
1: I can. Now I am imagining it.
2: What if we were just like that on the video?
1: Maybe next month.
2: Awful. Oh, uh, it's an idea.
1: Well, the authority is supposed to get another 30-second head start for the final round of the race, but the other drivers are not happy about it. They think the fix is in uh, because they've won the first two legs. And yeah, says, Seamus says
2: it sounds like an angle. He does. Yeah. I can't believe that got it's, through. Yeah. It's um, like, it seems like an angle to me. <laughs>
1: But Stephanie says, all right, screw it. We'll we'll beat you guys anyway. We don't need the head start. And uh, Fred actually questions Mr. McMahon about where he goes during the races.
0: I hope you guys are close to solving this thing. Uh, We do have one question, Mr. McMahon. Just where do you go during the races? What? Now the suspect? I do have a few things to do, like running the entire WWE. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to leave. And I'm fully aware this may seem suspicious, but it's not.
1: Right. Not suspicious at all. That's what Vince would have said anyway. That's exactly what he would have said. Um, uh, fast forward, we got uh, Shaggy, Scooby, and Torito practicing their bullfighting skills. And all of a sudden, the Undertaker and the rest of the mystery gang show up in the mystery machine. Because the Scoobinator has been trashed. The Legend Mobile has been trashed. So now they're going to drive a souped-up mystery machine to compete in tomorrow's race. And hey, I- third time's charm. Undertaker's going to drive with the entire Mystery Inc. crew in the car this time. Uh, Dead
2: Man Inc. and Mystery Inc.
1: That's right. They've come together here. Uh, they've learned now that the Demon Mobile is actually con- driven by remote control and with some high-frequency remotes. So uh, Fred hmm. believes he's hacked into that and believes they can take control of that uh, tomorrow it's to during the race. That's uh, the
2: frequency, can't
1: it? Ooh, Fred... I'm not kidding. What's the
2: frequency, Fred? Sorry. There
1: you go. Um, Gold Dust and Stardust are uh, trying to hype up Seamus by playing an Irish jig on a on a violin and a bagpipe for him <sighs> while he drives. I just need a sitcom with Seamus, Gold Dust, and Stardust.
2: Yeah. I want a I want a table for three or a ride along with them in character.
1: One hundred percent. Yeah. Um. And uh, Fred takes over the demon mobile. The demon, of course, appears. The Inferno appears, and he gets close to the mystery machine. Fred tries to take it over, but he drops the remote control from a bump in the road, and the mystery machine smashes into the mountain, and they lose their parachutes when they hit the the mountain, which is going to be important later on. Uh, So instead, Lana, uh, we go over to the Moscow Mauler, and she is gonna use a smoke bomb and uh, turn her back on Paige, saying she is only loyal to Mother Russia. And she jumps out using her magnetic boots. And her and Rusev actually gonna hop onto the demon car and try to take it over. But the, the demon's gonna beat them up. And uh, Rusev tosses Miz into Paige's car. They reteam with her. And this part infuriated me, Travis, because Paige and Miz decide. At this point, on day three of the race, when they've all been being attacked, Paige and Miz say, let's text the other drivers and go after the demon together. You're just now figuring out that this might be a good plan? Halfway into the third day of the race?
2: And don't text while driving. Awesome. Come on. Safety first. Come on.
1: Uh, all the wrestlers then hit their catchphrases, um, spout them off. They're tra- teaming up together to ram the demon off the wor- road. Is and, this
2: where Sheamus pulls a Drew McIntyre
1: gimmick infringement? Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, Drew's a gimmick infringer, apparently. I guess so. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Sheamus pulls a sword out, not a shillelagh, a Ooh. sword, and goes after the Inferno. So. The
1: Celtic sword, as he yeah. calls it. Yeah. He cuts off the scorpion tail of the yeah. Inferno. Uh, but the demon knocks him off. He drives off team. Taker's going to pass all the other cars and get in, in range of the demon. And Fred gets his remote back he starts to take over, but the demon rams them. The remote goes out the window and Taker tells Scooby and Shaggy. It's time to take over driving because he's going to go after the demon. Shaggy says they've never driven before. So that, that could be interesting here. Um, uh, Taker hops onto the demon mobile says the day of reckoning is here. He's going to have no mercy on his soul And uh, Shaggy and Scooby drive and Fred tells them it's okay. You know, you've got, you can do this. You know, this course, like the back of your back of your stomachs because you've eaten (laughs) so many dead man's curve pretzels. Uh And that's what the course is. It's the dead man's curve pretzel. Uh So they're confident. They're able to drive. And, uh, yeah. He said, "Day of Reckoning and No Mercy." That's two WWE video two games. Two WWE yeah, about properties, that? right there. Yeah. throwing all that in.
2: But yeah, so Deadman's Kurt Pretzel comes back in as a plot point to help them. And as we end, as we close down Act Three here, yeah, <laughs> this movie.
1: the uh, the heavens are trembling above. Uh, Undertaker and the demon are battling it out on top of the car. Yeah. The cars go off the dead man's curve and the parachutes go off. Except mm-hmm. of course, you know, the, Sco- the mystery machine doesn't have a parachute, but it's okay. Cause they have grappling hooks that shoot out of their car and hook them on to the demon's car. So they float under it during its parachute. And it's actually able to fall faster and take the lead from, uh, from this car. And, uh, the, uh, the Inferno jumps down, they're, they're racing, they're wrestling, they're battling, and uh, the Mystery Machine is able to manage to take first place in the midst of all this battling. Uh, so it's actually technically only Shaggy and Scooby right. who win, because the Undertaker has jumped inside of the Demon Rig, and he drives it into second place at this point. Exactly. Um, I believe Los Matadors finished third, from what I could tell. I think Team Awesome came after them. We didn't get to see the full results of the race, so uh, I think so. You have to yeah. Check ESPN for the results of that later. ESPN on
2: ate the, the Ojo. That's
1: right. And then we get the big, big climax here with uh, the Undertaker hops out. We hear the gong, yeah. throat slash, eyes rolled back, and him and Demon are going to have their one-on-one battle here.
2: Oh yeah, they're going to go at it, and it's actually wrestling-ish. And then uh, he's going to wind up giving him a tombstone pile dropper
1: and a last ride. Uh, a last ride, correctly tombstone. called by Shaggy. He, he's yeah. a fan. Oh, calls yeah, him he calls it the last ride. <laughs> that was the last ride. It's over. That one
2: was for Dusty. Yeah, it gives him a tombstone. And even does the pin, like the cover. Yes. And, and everything. Of course, there's no, there's no referee or anything, but. Oh,
1: he does gives it. him a jumping tombstone on the cement racetrack. Yeah. Brutal
2: jumping, like uh, a Michaels style. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's pretty brutal, but he does that to uh, the to the Inferno guy, and uh, Tell, We're tells
1: gonna... him this one's for Dusty. That's yeah, revenge for him, <laughs> and they're gonna take off the hood and reveal who it's gonna be. Um, had you figured it out?
2: It, it's Vince. It's me all
1: along. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I
2: thought... It was Vince, but I thought it was, I thought it was nose, Vince. I thought it was too. But I thought it was Vince. I thought they were trying to make it not like make it too obvious so I wouldn't think it was. So I thought it was Vince the whole time, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought it was Vince trying to this stop explanation Stephanie didn't from make doing any sense it. to me. Oh, let's talk about it. So who's under the hood for real? Uh
2: Paul Levesque, Mr Triple H.
1: <laughs> Triple H yeah. under the hood. He is the demon. He is Inferno. Uh Velma tries to explain all of the clues that we were given all along. Yeah, um, talcum
2: powder also came into play.
1: Yeah, I, I missed a few things trying to get through everything here. Oh, it's fine. Um, they suspected it was a WWE superstar because they broke out of mrs figure four. I don't. I feel like anyone could break out of Mrs. figure four. Yeah. I don't feel like it has to my, be a WWE my six superstar. My six-year-old can. Um, And uh, Daphne actually says that Triple H didn't act alone. He may have been under the mask at this point. But also Stephanie was under it at times uh. Uh, and Stephanie was in on this plan. Apparently sometimes when we were racing, well, we didn't actually see triple H in the car. Right. We saw a triple H inflatable airbag dummy that was driving in the car, uh, while triple H was in the demon costume,
2: a wobble, wobble, A rumbler. wobble, rumbler. <laughs> yeah, if you but will.
1: Sometimes also there was a Stephanie wobble rumbler. Yeah. Too. And, uh, Uh, That's why, yeah, we saw some talcum powder that was supposed to be airbag powder, but it was actually filling up the inflatable dummy at some point. Um, Sometimes Stephanie was driving with remote control gear, but also sometimes Triple H was driving with remote control gear. And sometimes Triple H drove the company car, and sometimes Stephanie drove the company car, and sometimes Stephanie was the demon. And one time, Stephanie was the demon, and Triple H got out of the car and wrestled the demon. And Triple H told her to uh, kayfabe, bro. Yeah. uh, Make it look real. It took a beating from her.
2: Yep. Okay. Yep. All that was just too much. I was like, "That's why I needed to be Vince or the producer guy, just something easy." And I was like, "It was too many things that we didn't even see." So,
1: but again, put themselves into a a corner.
2: Gooby doo movie. It's okay, but I was a little disappointed in the in all that exposition and explanation.
1: Um. So why did they sabotage their own car and cut the oil line at one point? Apparently they didn't mean to do that. They were replacing the airbag dummies in the car when Scooby and Shaggy saw them. So Triple H, as the demon, cut the oil line to cover their tracks. To do something, yeah. And of course, they would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those meddling kids and their speedster dog. Exactly.
0: My plan would have worked, too, if it weren't for you meddling kids and your your speedster dog. Don't forget,
1: Taker.
2: Thank you, Scooby-Doo. Classic. Kind of Classic. like when he
1: did his cameo for All Elite Scooby-Doo.
2: Uh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's his yeah. Second interaction with Scooby-Doo. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but that leaves w- another glaring mystery, Jaws. Where did Vince go all along during these races? That doesn't explain that, does it?
2: Uh, no. He was going. Oh Wait a minute, (laughs) let's see if I can look at this screenshot. He was practicing, that's right, practicing for something very special.
0: The only mystery left is, where did you go every time Inferno showed up? Well, uh, to tell you the truth, I was practicing. I plan to sing the National Anthem at the closing ceremony tonight.
2: And so, all that practice has to pay off, so we are going to get Mr. McMahon's rendition of the National Anthem
1: at the end. Oh, my God.
2: And it was amazing. And, and it was actually Vince doing
1: it. So, And sadly, only like the last two lines. Uh, we didn't yeah. get the full national. Anthem. I would pay money for the outtakes of oh, this yeah. recording. I, I need to hear the full recording of that. Um, and it's funny because we always hear that Vince hates the Star-Spangled Banner. He likes God Bless America or America the Beautiful. Yeah. That's right. That's right. But here yeah. he is singing the national anthem. And uh, yep. I lost it at that point, man.
2: Oh, it was great. It was great. <laughs>
1: um, Yeah, Sorry. he's singing the National Anthem at the closing ceremony, not the opening ceremony.
2: No, 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 no. Close with
1: that. Um, Taker is on the metal stand with Scooby and Shaggy, and Kofi asks him, what are you going to do with the prize money? And, um, He's going to go enchant chant his Creatures of the Night with the magical art of puppetry. And he's got one of his little puppets that he holds up there to uh, showcase what it's going to be. It's... The puppet of The Undertaker.
2: Could you imagine if we'd have had a Sako, a Cobra, and a, a Taker puppet? <laughs> Dude. That, that's where it just got better to me. Him actually having a puppet he created. He was so into puppets that he's created his own mini puppet. I just <sighs> was like, I was in heaven.
1: We've just point. completely gone off the
2: rails. It just can't get any better than this. So, yeah. It's amazing.
1: Sh- Shaggy and Scooby promise to give their money to Dusty Rhodes and his American dream of ranching and writing and reading. Wrestling. um And Lana and Rusev give their flowers to to the uh, winners. Sheamus. They're going to gonna be good sports. Yo. And say... Uh, Seamus <laughs> <is> to eat. <laughs> that's what they should have done. Yeah. But you uh, get a great line as says, Rusev, hug.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Like he's a caveman.
1: Um, Undertaker says the bell tolls to honor all of the great victories of the WWE superstars. Victory is ours. And that's it, it man. That is the curse of the speed demon as told by Alex and Travis. Um, man, what is your uh, Roger Ebert review of this movie?
2: So thumbs. Uh, I get one thumb up out of two. Okay. So. I say, watch it if you're a WWE fan, watch it. Why not? If you're a cartoon fan, watch it. If you got kids, watch it. So that's the thing. I watched it with my children. My kids, they know who Scooby Doo is. They don't watch Scooby Doo cartoons. They know wrestling because they know Daddy likes it, but they don't watch wrestling Daddy with likes. me. You <laughs> know, Daddy like, and so we uh, watch this together. Again, wife's out of town. I was like, this is my opportunity to watch this movie because otherwise, it's like a night we're to go. Hang on, honey. I gotta watch a, a ninety minute cartoon. Oh, you know what I'm saying? That? So, um. No, no. So I was like, "This is a pro opportunity." So, but like, they were laughing. They liked it. They okay. enjoyed it. They liked the things. They knew some of the stuff. Like, oh, what's that finishing move called? The tombstone. And I was like, yeah, yeah. So it was fun that they enjoyed it. They enjoyed figuring out who it was and everything. And they didn't get all the end jokes, but I enjoyed that part watching it with kids. It was fun, and it brought me back to my childhood with pup yeah. named Scooby Doo and all that stuff. So it was nostalgic. I enjoyed it. Well, Again, not- it's like it's B list, C list characters, so it's not like you're getting the top dog. So it's. That's kind of weird, but uh, it's it's fine.
1: (laughs) I'm glad you watched it with them. I I was interested to hear what the kids' perspective on it, and I I think if you're a fan if you're a fan of the undertaker or if you're a wrestling fan, this is a fun thing to just throw on in the background. Of course it's not high art. It's Scooby doo. It's goofy. It's silly. So, you know, you just want to throw this on in the background and have something silly to watch or, you know, uh, or or if you have kids and want to throw this on with them, it's, it's a fun, goofy thing that you're going to get some laughs out of. There were some genuine laughs uh, for wrestling fans in here. You know, it certainly wouldn't be really that interesting if you're not a wrestling fan, I wouldn't think, but you know, for people like us, yeah, it's definitely fun. And, and you get to see The Undertaker being a puppeteer, and and some great Dusty Rhodes lines. Uh, this was actually released, like I said, posthumously. So he recorded mm-hmm. this before he died. Uh, came out after he died. So it's kind of a little poignant there uh, yeah. with, with his stuff in there. Um, a couple of things that I read online. Uh, apparently, this was supposed to also feature none other than Hulk Hogan in this movie, and he recorded yeah. some dialogue for it, but it was cut out. Because of, you know, uh, some things he uh, said that were not. He said there were no racist. Yeah, there were no racists, sure. huh. yeah, the were no racists yeah. in this movie. <laughs> yeah. He was cut out. And I I wonder if he was supposed to be the Dusty Rhodes part and they put Dusty Rhodes in there instead or if he was supposed to do a different role. I don't know.
2: Yeah, who knows?
1: Um, if you had to pick another classic cartoon, Travis, for the WWE to team up with, who would it be? We've had Flintstones. We've had Scooby-Doo, Jetsons, Surf's Up. What do you think the next collaboration should be?
2: I'd say Snorks.
1: Mmm, WWE (laughs) meets the Snorks. How about you? I can see it. We need need more Snorks snorks content. (laughs) What would you say? I mean, like I said, I would love, a, like, a legit Wacky Races style. Yeah, I was going to say, but it's the same thing as this, movie. but yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, it's similar to this, uh, for sure. Um, hmm, maybe, uh, oh, not Smurfs. Hair I never, I never really liked match. the Smurfs. Um, know, maybe.
2: Hong Kong Phooey.
1: Ooh, wow. I don't know if we can do that anymore. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 Jerry Lawler on the company. <laughs> Robin I think Bullwinkle. we got canceled just for uh, mentioning Robin that
2: mood <laughs>
1: <laughs> how about Rocky and, I'll say Rocky and Bullwinkle oh. man. I always love me some Rocky Boris and Natasha yeah Rusev and with Lana. Rusev and Lana yeah. oh let's, yeah let's do that
2: my favorite part of Rocky and Bullwinkle was at the very end when they'd be like stay tuned next week to see and they would show you like three uh, like options of what was yes. going to happen I was like yes so yeah love Rocky and Bullwinkle that's a great one Well, uh, no, no, Robert De Niro, though.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. Certainly not that. (laughs) By Uh, no means. Well, let me close out. Uh, I'm going to steal a gimmick from one of my favorite podcasts called How Did This Get Made, uh, which is a bad movie podcast, which is uh, hilarious. I've listened to it for years, but they always uh, share some five star reviews from Amazon from the bad movies that they watch on the show. So I pulled up some five star Amazon reviews, blatantly stealing that here for some second opinions. Here on this movie so um marie a few of these uh marcella hernandez gave us five stars and said we are not into wwe but still enjoyed it it's a fun odd addition to the collection jokes are maybe even funnier if you don't follow wwe the costume pranks made us all laugh five stars okay so, didn't doesn't follow WWE, but thinks it may be funnier if they don't okay. follow WWE. there you go uh mayas said, this time Mystery Inc. teams up with WWE. To my amazement, my grandson knew the names of each of the players. He watches this stuff. Or can I blame gaming? I don't know. He likes it, and that's enough for me. Okay. <laughs> Should you blame gaming? I don't know. I don't know what that means.
2: So, alright.
1: Um, Gerald W. Graham said, kids think any Scooby-Doo's a good Scooby-Doo. And this one was no different. Five stars. <laughs> any Scooby-Doo's a good Scooby
2: Hey, I'm with you. I'm with uh, you, Gerald.
1: Dan Core said, Still looking for more of Scooby? And I will continue to search. Five stars. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Not enough here. Still looking for more? Good continue good to search. <laughs> and then this was my favorite, Marianne Ann That is
2: This is my favorite.
1: At first, I didn't care for it, but after watching it a few more times, like what? the rest of the Scooby-Doo movies, it grows on you. Five a few stars. more times. So Marianne watched this movie, didn't more. like it, but said, "Maybe I'm missing something. Let me rewind it." Maybe something. I'm just not getting it. It's two more missing. times. Not yeah. a second time. No. At least three times. At least she three times she's watched this after movie after not liking it,
2: and then <laughs> five stars. There has not been a movie. That I've ever done that with.
1: Hmm. I don't know, man. Everybody <laughs> loves it. I didn't care for it. Ah, I better just watch it again. <laughs> and then the second time, I was like, that's not
2: enough. I don't like, know. I liked it, it a little more... better. Give it a only... little. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try. You know what? Five stars. I missed it the whole time.
1: <laughs> didn't like it the first time.
2: <laughs> oh boy, what better way to end it <laughs>
1: There it is, man. Well, uh, folks, that is that is our episode for the month of September. We hope you got enough out of that one. I had a blast doing it with you, man. I'm glad we covered that yeah, silliness.
2: Who knew Taker was Master Puppets, man?
1: <laughs> now <laughs> we know. Knew?
2: Now we know. He's a big Metallica fan, so he's Master Puppets there.
1: Well, please, please give us your five-star reviews. Let us know what you thought of this. Please definitely check it out. It's It's a short, fun, easy, silly watch. Tell us what you thought about it. Leave a comment here. Subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and on YouTube as well, wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, Pick up a shirt to support us over at tpublic.com. Be sure to follow all our friends out there, Collecting Dead Man Podcast, the Bottom Line Wrestling Podcast. Both of those have gone bi-weekly now, so you can find those out there as they are doing their respective things. Uh, The Bottom Line cast uh, just did a great episode. They are going back to explore some other episodes of Steve Austin, so they're talking about stunning Stunning Steve Steve. Austin. So some fun stuff out there. Uh, Like I said, we got extra content over on YouTube. We got figure unboxings. We got our SummerSlam vlog over there, so if you're not following us on YouTube, you are missing out on some Talking Taker content over there. I want to say next month on the show, Well, this was a bit of a, uh, uh, we went off on the Dead Man's Curve, uh, off the track, off-road on this one, we're going to take it back to tradition, back to The Undertaker in the ring here. Next month, October, is going to be the 20-year anniversary of a match that you and I, Chavez both held in very high esteem. In fact, we both ranked it number one for the dead. Uh, mm-hmm. for the, the American
2: me. B.A. Yeah, time. the big
1: yeah. evil biker-taker era. Yeah. No Mercy 2002 Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, Hell in a Cell. So we're going to do a 20-year retrospective on that. and Do it watch-along style. 20 uh, years. I can't wait to revisit that one. That'll be our October episode. Yeah. And, uh, we'd love your suggestions. We'd lo- <clears throat> if you've got any other Taker movies or content you want us to watch, let us know anything else uh, that we're missing in the Taker uh, chronology we'd love to hear about uh, listen to last month's five year anniversary episode um, I will say hopefully I sounded okay I, I am just now getting over COVID this month it was no joke first time I've had that here. avoided it for two and a half years finally had it so uh be safe out there folks uh uh you know, protect yourself wear a mask get vaccinated do all that stuff it is no joke it was no fun but thankfully we i am on the mend um travis you got some new music coming out uh, in the month of september i believe yeah
2: it should be monday september twenty-sixth. very short three songs very different for me style wise uh a little more on um the nose praise and worshipy than my other stuff uh I don't know. We'll see. See how it goes. It's been released at the end of the month. It's called Bridges. It's just very short and sweet. Cool. And we got uh, one more show for the year coming up in October. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah. Very excited for that. Always excited to hear some new music. Be sure to follow at Travis White Music on Instagram. Follow him on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff as well. And, uh, man, that's all I got.
2: That's all we got. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah thanks for joining us uh, go watch this movie on HBO Max where they cancel it and get it out of there or, you know, turn, <laughs> turn it over to Netflix or something who knows but yeah uh, thanks for joining us stay safe out there and as always take her easy
0: take her easy
2: <coughs> exactly <laughs> leave that in <laughs> yeah for the land of the and the